All right, I reset the recording. Yeah. So we're in recording again now. So we're okay. <laughs> um, cool. I put in my thing. I am ready to go. I only have You one. put your thing in? I put my thing in. Uh, I got my... Is Ellie now? Pint. Well, you know. It's kind of assumed. <laughs> at this point. Um, I got my pint of white Russian drank. I'm oh my goodness. I'm whether I should make a new one. A That's a lot. of white Russian. A pint of white That's Russian. That's a lot of white Russian. To be fair, I think I have about, I had about like a, a shot and a half of Kahlua and then a shot of vodka. And a Holy pint. balls. So, I, but then, and then the rest of it is, you know. That's like, not too bad. It. Yeah, it's not too right. bad. Um, I'm debating whether I should make another one. Do you think I should make another one? <laughs> Let's put it to the vote of the audience. Yeah, audience, do you want to make another <laughs> white <laughs> Russian? Send Old your Canadian. emails. Contact <laughs> at Deggy Gang. Po- Wait, what the fuck's our pot? I don't even know. I don't know what. It's been too long. It's been years uh, since we've looked at it. Years. I'm sure we got two or three emails from Sith and and Scott just going mm-hmm. unanswered. Telling us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> Uh yeah, everyone vote if Max should get more drunk. Yeah, over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool man. Well, I'm gonna make another drink. All right, and I'll be right back. What is that email? Thanks, audience. Uh, isn't it podcast at dinkyking.com? At okay, wait, 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 wait. I know I have this link in my email. I know I do. <laughs> At some point, Sarah's going to give me a pizza. Sorry, Ellie. Or a piece of pizza. I made homemade pizza tonight. Yeah, yeah, man, that's fucking epic. We just heated up DiGiorno. Which is still pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I like DiGiorno. No, I've got this. I've been experimenting with uh, pizza doughs. Yeah. And just kind of figuring out what how to make a really, really good pizza dough. And I got a really good recipe tonight. Right. Took a couple hours for it, but. That's awesome, man. Podcast at DankyKing.com. How do I sign into that? I don't even know. Uh, isn't it like webmail.dinkyking.com? Oh, maybe I'll check in a sec. Oh, God, Why? Okay, we're good. Oh, this website. I I was looking at Blog Talk just to check stuff out real quick. But there's a full fucking page ad, you know. <laughs> All right, I'm coming back. This fucking website. Okay, there we go. All right. Did you make it, Max? Did you survive? Did you hear any of that? I heard you laughing a little bit. <laughs> Um, Ellie's What's up, resorted. Chuckles? She, she's been. She started watching. Um, what was it called? Supernatural. Oh yeah, love kind of Supernatural. Like in the background stuff like that. I love I'm watching an episode. I'm like, oh, early, oh, early season's kind of rough. Um, so I went. Yeah. Back, and I was like, oh, are you, are you watching Supernatural? She's like, yes. I'm like, is it is it is it terrible compared to Alter Carver? Like, yeah. I'm like, ah, and then I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I'm sure it's like one of those shows if I started watching, it'll grow on me. But uh, well, it's like Doctor Who. I mean, if you watch yeah. the early seasons, like the early uh, revamp seasons, mm. 
God, it looks so early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some charm into that. Oh, though. thank you, man. Very oh, there's definitely some charm to it, but it's okay, also um, like, damn, it's dated. What? Well, it does not yeah. hold up well, well. Okay, yeah, but it's all about the story, like the early, early. <laughs> oh, the story's great. All about the story. Thank you, babies. Um, like I love Trek, you. Water? Yes, um, Ellie started watching Supernatural. Oh, yes, Supernatural. well done. <laughs> uh, you know. Yes, it is. It's great. <laughs> I love it very much. Actually, it's fun. It's goofy fun. Like season season two is really good. Um, yeah. Once so uh, when anything's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you guys adore it, so I, I love pretty excited very much. That yeah. you started. I'm like, dude, there's eleven seasons. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So look, look at those two young bastards, and they're old fucking men now. Oh god! And they're yeah. still the lead of the show. All you need to know is that there's an episode where they come to our reality and have to pretend to be themselves, pretending to be themselves. I think yeah. every yeah. cult show also, has. There's kind an episode of that where they episode, are literally cartoons. Red Dwarf had that too. <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's an episode where they're just stuck in a. Uh, they're talking in like a television Groundhog show. Day. Well, the Groundhog Day episode's fun. There's so many different types of episodes. It's, it's so good. Have <clears throat> you guys seen uh, 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 X Files? I season? mean, we no, because we, yeah. we we we, oh we tried to go through like X Files season one. Yeah, and we kind of fell off. That's a nice dance. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you because it is horribly nineties. But it's kind of like Buffy, I guess. Kind of watch it like you would watch Buffy, right? Like trudge through the early seasons and then just you know follow through. But episode, I mean, they have those like self-contained episodes. Um, season eleven, episode five is yeah. probably my favorite episode, and it kind of just yeah. it fits perfectly with X Files. It's one of those humorous episodes, but it's yeah. so funny. It's kind of sad. Because it deals with the whole misinformation of our current political system. This season's yeah. been very political. Kind of like last season, and kind of hinted at it. But this season's like, oh, no. Yeah. No. It's, it's, these things are happening. Like, what? oh, crap, yeah. And one thing I couldn't get, like, it was just, it was funny. It made me laugh every episode. Because in the 90s, it was, you know, very common. Because yeah. it was different then. Yeah. It was reset. You have to reset every episode in case it's someone's first episode. So yep, every yep. episode, essentially, Mulder was the believer. Yep. And Scully was the skeptic, no matter what she had just went through in the last episode. Like, yep. in the last episode, she saw some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. She saw a fucking Wendigo <laughs> or some fucking, like, crazy <laughs> thing. But And then she was starting to be like, maybe there is. And then the next episode, she's, she's like, oh, Mulder. You know, yeah. there's probably a logical explanation. Like, motherfucker, do you remember what just <laughs> happened to you like two days ago? Like, Jesus. you were just abducted. <laughs> you were abducted by gang raped by a bunch of aliens. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's not until still don't believe four right. or five or whatever. Um, th- there was an episode like you that just saw the <laughs> hunchback of Notre Dame turn into a werewolf <laughs> and kill your parents, and you oh, still Mulder. don't believe. Well, John Doggett's character was kind of similar, but his his approach was a little bit more, you know. In- Actually, I really like John Doggett's character. Uh, but yeah, in season eleven, in the first episode, which is my least liked episode in the season, like I actually did not like it at all. I'm like, oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> at the end, like there's usually, especially in the last couple of seasons, they tail end it. Like in the beginning of it, it's like the arch. You know, the conspiracy theory stuff. And at the end of it, they have like more of that conspiracy theory. And then everything in between is like just self contained episodes. Right. 
And in the first episode of season 11, it's like all these crazy stuff's happening. And then they're like, uh, yeah, so Scully's like, oh my God, all this stuff is happening to me. What should we do? Mulder's like, well, we got to just go back to the FBI and work. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Aren't you like blacklisted by the FBI at this point? Like, how are you able to go back to work and ignore so, everything that just happened? <laughs> like, you, like you said, there was 11 seasons of Supernatural. There's actually 13. Oh God! There are thirteen That's more than eleven, Jesse. Supernatural, because I, I, I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot. I was just curious, like exactly. No, yeah, it's one of the longest running shows. I it's think still going, time. isn't it? Yeah, still going. We watch yeah. it every week. Yeah, well, I can't, like, I can't like blame that because like Red Dwarf, all the main characters are still in it. Yeah, they're old. They're like Jensen senior citizens. Old, and they're still in it, plays, playing playing as themselves. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy because it like the yeah it it works. These these guys get older, but it still it's works so good. because they like because it's not about the supernatural stuff. It's about them. It's about the characters. <laughs> it's about, about the brothers. It's about family. It's about their family bond. It's about family. And that car is cool. That car is cool. Although I could say the same thing about the librarians. I freaking love that show. <laughs> so oh, Sarah loves librarians too. But I yeah. love that show so much. So good. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but before uh, I go on another tangent, yeah, yeah. you set this recording. Let's <laughs> just start. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Save that all for our TV podcast. We sh- all right, we're going to make a TV <laughs> podcast. Here we go. Time for Dink and Kang's podcast. Do 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 do. Game talk, friends talk, drinking beer. Do 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 do. Except for Jesse, he does not drink any booze at all. Max and Mike will drink until there is no beer at all. Now it's time to start the show, so kick back, sit back, let us blow your mind. Uh, well, uh, and we're back. We had a week off. We had some stuff we had to take care of personally. Yeah, actually, um, honestly, let's let's just be straightforward. We fucking forgot. Um, <laughs> we didn't, I don't we know. Did, we didn't do it on Friday because we had some shit come up, and then like we were hanging around playing games until like eleven <laughs> o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, research. We and then, and then Jesse and I were like, "Oh shit, we didn't do the podcast <laughs> the next day." No, we. I'm sorry, we just fucking forgot. You know what I blame? I blame Overwatch mainly. Uh, I, I, I do blame Overwatch. This I won't alternate account that. nonsense. Uh, that we had to <laughs> power level that thing, so that took up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, today, okay. today I hit twenty five, thankfully, and I got my account squared away <laughs> just fine. Thank you. I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> I am fine. Thank you for asking, Mike. So, <laughs> yeah, we had a week, but we're back, uh, mm-hmm. and then next week. Uh, well, wait, next week, I don't know, Max is going to be traveling. I will be traveling, so, I will be away, but may yeah. or may not be, uh, maybe I'll, I mean, I think we could figure out a way to kind of podcast or record our voices. Just kick some producer sort of Mark's ass off his computer <laughs> and use that to talk to us. That's true. Well, it's just and a then recording. So take your la- you well, aren't you going to take your laptop? Oh, man, oh the old, so old. Broken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's paperweight at this point. Like, I haven't used mm. it, I haven't turned it on in like a year. Suspicious. <laughs> 
We'll figure it. We'll think of something. Yeah, we'll, we can. My iPad probably has a better. If phone nothing phone else, Jesse and I can do it. It'll a, be the uh, yeah. It'll be the Faffin and Jesse show. If it, no, absolute it's, worst it's case. not a matter of whether I can get on. I can get on wherever because I got this. No, we can record it. I think we can record. Yeah, if you guys I, can I figure out possible. the recording process, I I will show up. I think it is in the bathroom and be like, what? What I'm saying? Oh, we can do the Twitch thing anyway. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I don't want you to show up. Either um, Mike and I, or ch- I'm gonna do it. <laughs> hey guys, I know I wasn't invited, but I'm here anyway. So uh, fuck all y'all. I'm gonna make yeah, a new so new I'll podcast Kramer, channel. I'll Kramer, my way into the podcast. <laughs> it's like, oh hey guys, <laughs> bash oh, through right. a door. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Hey, what's going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're glad to be back. We got a bunch of we have a bunch of shit to talk about. Um. We because, have a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I think we should just get right into it uh, with I the dank thing to talk about. Well, apparently two. You have two things. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> you have something to say throughout every <laughs> thing. The other so. one's just scene. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's do let's do danky news. <laughs> okay, let's do danky news. Danky news. All right, danky news. Uh, <laughs> so I think you guys know more about this than I do, or, or uh, the whole thing with loot boxes. Uh, in the government. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's now getting to the point, I think we've mentioned this a couple times, that um, loot boxes are becoming essentially a a must in certain games. And I'm not happy about that. Overwatch, I support the loot box community because I think it helps support the game. Um, I'm sure Blizzard makes a, a ton of money from it. But I look at it as a way to support the game in the community that I play a lot. Um, I I can no longer say I haven't bought loot boxes because I have. Um, so I'm I'm even a part of it now. But it's one of those things that uh, Chris Lee, who's the uh, representative from Hawaii, yeah, and he he says that he's a gamer himself and kind of looks at the loot box system as something that. It's not really a great thing for children. Mm-hmm. While it's like when you look at it, it's it's essentially gambling in almost any any kind of fashion you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you don't specifically call out what it is. So what he's done is he's introduced uh, two bills. Uh, actually, four bills. Sorry, two. Uh, that would go to the House and two that would go to the Senate that would restrict loot boxes in Hawaii to those uh, older than 21. So he wants to actually not even go 18, but straight up 21. Oh, wow. Um, and this would be specific to Hawaii, which I find interesting because I... How would you do that in a game? Yeah. When, perspective. Yeah. So, I mean... Maybe it's just his way of saying, like, you either figure this out or you can't do it, mm-hmm. which puts pressure on them to figure out how to do it. Um, but it's one of those things yeah. that, again, they could also say, okay, we j- we're just not going to sell our game in Hawaii. Because Hawaii's not that big of a sales market, I'm assuming. Well, I think the second thing is how would they enforce that? You know, like, if you buy a game on Steam... I'm assuming and, it's just user account, honestly. Like, because most yeah, but, like, systems user accounts. Like, how old are you? Are you over 21? It's like um, one of those, like, okay, like, like porn sites, right? It's like, oh, you have to be over. You could actually require. Steam. You could require a birthday to be put in. There's, there's ways. Steam of, is exactly the same. It's like 
you can't go to yeah. certain pages, but you yeah. can just do whatever. And you're like, oh. Right. So we just like, like refreshed and hit, I'm born in 1905. You know, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it'll be like, weird. you're too fucking old to play games. <laughs> right. Get here, Grandpa. <laughs> Stop touching my games. <laughs> Fuck. As far as Steam's concerned, I'm like over 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I can see where they're coming. Like, I was thinking about this because as you guys are talking about it, it, it yeah. it's one of those things that unfortunately is becoming so, we've talked about it so many times, but it's becoming so common yeah. in the way we play games, interact with games. I know you heard, it's not really a loot box thing, but it is microtransaction-y, uh, in-game economy type stuff. Metal Gear mm. Survive. Oh, God. Yeah, right? Did you hear about this? What Just yeah. came out. So in order, so I guess you play as different characters, and in order to unlock one of the character slots, you have to pay 10 real-world dollars yeah. to unlock it. Uh, and earn through <laughs> in-game currency, but it's like you have to sink in like a hundred hours or something like right. that. Right, it's to... ridiculous. Yeah, it's and also is that is that because there's something about like save states or save right? So you about? can't say the... yeah, you can't save after a certain point, I guess, without paying for that slot <laughs> or or not paying but getting enough currency. Right. To use that slot. That, yeah, so you're basically paying to unlock a, a fundamental game feature. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, I, I saw the reviews of it. It's it's mediocre at best, yeah. so it's not going to make waves. But still, like those are the kind of things that you should be most upset about. Right. Because they're yeah. like sliding it under the radar. And if you do it a couple more games, then it becomes like the norm. And then everyone's like, "All right, I accept it." But that's why it's well, also and that's that's, that's a why big part of the problem, yeah. though, that EA mm-hmm. is already has already bounced back. They their stocks dropped after the whole madness that went that happened, right? And now they're above where they were before the madness. Yeah, they did I lose mean, a lot of money though this year. Or yeah, past but year. it's like what is yeah, the they, they they're already above where. But now they're they're yeah, yeah now they're like, yeah. Uh, Star Wars. They're bringing back. Transact yep. transactions again. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everyone called it, no one's surprised, which is the most dangerous thing, right? Because it, it, at that point, it's like, yeah, we can make a huge fuss about it, but it's going to be the topic of the week. Yeah. And once it's gone, then it's like they can just slide that. Yeah. It's well, people's attention I, spans, really. You yeah. Know? Well, and that's where I support, like, I don't know that it should be any sort of ban. I just think that well, odds. I think odds would would help odds, like with China. And also was China? labels like yeah, parents. Labels. Parents will just buy a game, and if you're forcing, if you go into the digital realm and to the store, and on the the same way we have the uh, ESRB, yeah, of saying like a game is rated at oh this, true yeah yeah. Also have a label in the front of the game box that says. Does this contain this? This game contain microtransactions, and then also when you're buying the game, have a little pop up if you buy it digitally that says, "Are you aware this game contains microtransactions?" It's kind of like those um, warnings that cigarettes have, right? Yeah, there, there, there should be some sort of. I don't, I don't feel like think- it should be banned because that's the right of the developer and the game makers to choose to put something like that in their system. And while I do think some of the some of the actions of some companies, not all companies, are very predatory, and especially towards children who put a lot of yeah, uh, focus. 
I think real quick that it's good though that there are people that do this that stand up and say no this is even if they are reacting very um, you know broadly Mm-hmm. saying ban them all it, it's it is a nice wake-up call like the whole thing with battle battlefield or battlefront yeah. like it's a nice wake-up call to be like oh shit but the thing is i don't know if like with metal gear survive i don't know if developers or, or publishers not developers mm-hmm. i find it very hard to believe that many developers would work in predatory microtransactions mm-hmm. you know willingly that is definitely right. feels like a big publisher add-on yeah like, i, don't I think can't the, imagine people yeah. that want to make games want to add like things exactly. that for example want to harm their uh, uh player base for example you look at a game like fortnite which yeah. i'll be talking about later mm. uh the way they handle microtransactions first of all it's all cosmetic which is wonderful yeah but you can you can either unlock the cosmetics through playing the game right mm-hmm. uh by spending in-game currency that you can get through the save the world mode and then bring that into battle royale or you can play just the battle royale and then you get certain things or you can pay real money and get exactly what you like there is you there is no loot box system it's like do you want that thing you can either play a shit ton of hours for it or you can just buy it Mm -hmm. you will get the thing that you see right there there's no ooh, you may or may not get it i i think and again epic doesn't have to answer to anybody Mm-hmm. They don't have a major publisher they're answering to. They they're doing it themselves. Yeah. So I, I think that's where a lot of that predatory, like random drop, you know, paywall stuff starts coming in is when a publisher wants to see how much they can get away with. Yeah. Uh, in I, terms I'm, of money in return I'm investment. Quite frankly, surprised that they're not like hitting the mobile market more than um like the gaming market. Right. Maybe it's because of you know generalization, but I feel like the mobile market make it out of the way that you can't really right. play the game unless you put money in. Unless like you have yeah. well, amounts of <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But I think that's the thing is it's not in most cases it's not a game you're paying anything for up front. It's not a situation in which you go out and spend $65 on mm, a game yeah. and then bring it home expecting to be able to get a full game out of it. Right. It's something that you download on your phone. Yeah. And then when you run out of lives, it asks you to pay 99 cents or whatever. Right. Um, that's really, that's a very think, good point. Yeah. I think that yeah. to me is the difference is the way microtransactions, if you want to fund your game through microtransactions, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Make the game then and give it to me. Right. And there's a much higher chance that I'll pay or right. just make a damn good game and I'll buy it twice like Overwatch, you know, like or three times, you know. It's, right. it's one At of least Overwatch things. at its core was, you know, we talk about this a lot, feature complete or like completed yeah. to the mm-hmm. point where like the cosmetics on top of it and plus all the free shit we get constantly. Like, yeah. you know, they add I mean, characters. But they also give maps. you free loot boxes. You can they get mm-hmm. you can get as many loot boxes a week as possible. Just by putting in time, you can True. get yeah. There's no is, cap. You can get uh, mm-hmm. you can get three alone just by winning a certain number of arcade matches. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, there's usually another one to three options to get a free loot box in arcade just by winning a single match in a very specific uh, category. Yeah. And, then when uh, you level up. and then when you level up, yeah. Um, so it's not like you don't get shit for free and it's a system that's built in the sense that they 
have created a system that you don't need to buy into. Except for the limited time. Yeah, but in my mind, yes. But now what they're doing, though, is they didn't do this at first, and now they've learned, Mm -hmm. is those same skins from the previous holiday season can get picked up at the next. Yeah. Or you can buy them for a cheaper price than you could in the the previous season. That's fantastic. And I wonder if some of that was because of the pressure of a lot of these microtransactions. And, And to be frank, like... As much as I love Blizzard and love everything they're doing, I honestly feel like they're doing all of these like quality of life patches, or mm-hmm. quality of life changes, as a result of the pressures that we're putting in. Either the users pressures against like other games, where now it's fashionable to say, "Hey, our game doesn't use loot boxes or mm-hmm. it doesn't use microtransactions," because as a direct result of what you know everyone's like, hey, I don't want to do this. I don't want this. So like, hey, this is a PR move. We're going to do not that, and you'll love it. And and I, I feel like because we do have these pressures applied, that's when companies react. And I think that can't be a bad thing. You know? yeah. so we have to keep applying pressure. And right. as much as I love Blizzard, as much as I love Valve, you know, Valve had, they made their huge amounts of money with CSGO skins. Mm-hmm. Weapon mm-hmm. skins, you know, of all things, and there was a huge ring of gambling, third-party sites, and a lot of people blamed, you know, Valve's like, hey, the reason they didn't shut it down is because there was so much money going into it on in their pocket as well, right? Until someone made a huge stink about it, and they're like, oh, okay, all right, you know what, third-party sites, stop that, just just stop. But by then, they've already made all the money they, you know, Valve doesn't make games anymore because they never really have to because of these microtransactions. And I feel like no company is going to be immune, you know, good guy Valve, good guy Blizzard, but there's still pressure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I think these are good things, even though I feel like um, banning loot boxes is a bit extreme, (laughs) but having that pressure... Is a well, it's going to cause yeah, another, yeah, yeah, yeah. another shift like the ESRB coming around. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to need to be some sort of regulation. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have all the answers. I think Blizzard's a good model, but that doesn't actually work for every game. Mm-hmm. So, I, it, again, it's one of those things to see, good to see that the industry is probably going to end up having to self-regulate itself a bit. Or yeah. be forced into a situation to where it has to react because it's forced to. You know, I mean, yeah. there's it, basically the government will tell it what to do, or it's going to figure out how to regulate itself. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll keep an eye. But speaking of Overwatch, I think another thing. I think in terms of like money and Overwatch, they they announced this past week or the past couple weeks of where we were uh, away, they announced the cheering. For Overwatch League, this is for um, on Twitch yeah. specifically. Okay. Um, so essentially, and again, I don't know, but I didn't know too much about it because honestly, I don't watch <laughs> Overwatch League that much. Um, but from what I understand, uh, I guess you can cheer in cheering in Twitch is another way for you to interact with a stream and. And I don't. Is there a monetary thing attached to it? There's I don't something know. about bits. 
Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Give bits. Yeah, bits are bits are interesting. So like bits are uh, a workaround that Twitch made to have to cut out PayPal. Because when you make a tip or you subscribe to somebody on Twitch and, it, and you know you do it to the streamer, PayPal gets a big cut of that, apparently. Uh, Twitch gets a little bit, and then the streamer gets, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Three people get it. Twitch hates that. They hate that PayPal takes so much from mm-hmm. their uh, tips. So they created this cheering system or this bit system where you could buy bits directly from Twitch and bits represent uh, money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like and and Twitch is the mediary. So you can give bits to a streamer. So say you give a thousand bits. I think that's like 50 bucks or something like that. There's like a, a you know change rate or whatever. Yeah. But Twitch gets, uh, they don't have to split it. They just split it with the streamer. Mm-hmm. They don't split it with anybody else. They just gotcha. split it with, with yeah, the and streamer each, and them. And the streamers can also create their own versions of what they call these bits. So like yeah. one streamer that I follow calls them backpacks. And yeah. the streamers can also give out backpacks or bits as they see fit to users who are like regular. So it's basically it creates an in in stream economy yeah. for the viewers to interact with their uh, with the streamers, mm-hmm. which is great. It's it's basically Twitch creating its own economy, right. um, and having PayPal out of the of the picture, I'm sure it's very useful. Yeah, for Tw- Twitch, especially, like, they want to make as much money as humanly possible, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything they have to split with their streamers. Mm-hmm. Ad revenue, tips, subscriptions, and then on top of that, if they're going through PayPal, which almost every streamer does, mm-hmm. you're splitting that with PayPal. So now they're creating more avenues where Twitch makes more money. Now, the thing about the... So the whole thing about cheering with bits for the Overwatch League... If you tie your Battle.net account to your Twitch account, uh, depending how much you cheer, it will unlock certain things in-game for you. Yes. Um, that, and that's kind of the big thing. Uh, it's a skin. There's like a, a Twitch Overwatch. It's like a generic gray Overwatch yeah. skin. Yeah, it's like an Overwatch League skin, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And then uh, you can get Overwatch League tokens for watching as well. Uh, I think it's like you get... Uh, a certain amount for if you watch a map completion and then randomly it will choose a few people that get a hundred tokens randomly at the end of a round or end of a map or whatever. Um, The interesting thing about this, and I'm just seeing this on this list. uh, I think with the bits though, like that is split between, I think because blizzard is hosting the stream, Mm -hmm. right? The teams themselves, I don't think get anything. No, that's that's essentially so as of like three days ago. Yeah, I don't have the most up to date numbers, but as of three days ago in cheering, they have received one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the, the problem with that is, is that the cheering is done very specifically for teams. It's yeah. not meant to cheer fucking Overwatch League. It's not meant Overwatch. to cheer Twitch. <laughs> right, it's right. to cheer on teams. Yeah, as the you teams, would do in any sporting event. Yeah, yeah. the teams aren't receiving a single dollar. Right. That, well, from what I'm reading here, it says, yeah, the, 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 it's split between Twitch and the Overwatch League. 
Yeah. Uh, not now, itself, but they don't say like how much of that actually is that going to the teams themselves or is that going to the upkeep. Well, an of article the I read earlier said that right now no one other than those two are seeing money. Now this right. is we're what two weeks into this, mm-hmm. um, so it could just be them assessing the money and yeah. where it goes and how much goes to each one because. I think the hard part would be is like there's a lot of teams and if you split $150,000 between Twitch, between Blizzard and what 14 teams, 16 teams or whoever played uh, that weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like then, should well, all the teams get it if they weren't Well, that's what I'm saying. How do you yeah. how do you judge who got what? Yeah. You know, Honestly, it's, it's, it should really be kind of this I'm assuming this, but if I buy a jersey for a specific team, yeah. football or baseball or basketball or I don't know curling, um, <laughs> that it would go towards that. That's an interesting order. question because well, I, it does in like football and things like that. Like right, the yeah. retailer and the NFL get a portion of it. Right. So, like, I assume that mm-hmm. if I spend like say five ninety nine to get a hundred coins on Overwatch, and I buy like. Or, or if they come up with like a, a, a you know, Valiant set. Like yeah. I want to buy all the Valiant skins in Overwatch and it's say $25. Mm-hmm. Right. That would go towards Valiant because I like Valiant because this is the skin that I want to have, the whole set. Like to me that makes sense. Or buying a jersey specific to Valiant's, mm-hmm. uh, that money would go. Um, in With that, cheering... To me, makes sense that that amount of bits that whatever bits I get would go to that team. Because to me, as a, a bystander, uh, I'm contributing fiscally and yeah. also my enthusiasm, uh, but mostly fiscally to that team. It, I think I would be a little bit less enthusiastic about cheering if I knew that that was going into a pot. That was going to all the teams split evenly, yeah. or, or even like the hundred thousand dollar at the end of the um, each uh, playoff. They have like a hundred thousand dollars and twenty five thousand dollars or something like that. That would be weird. But if they announce that, I'd be like, okay, kind of like what Dota Two does. You know, like if you buy a certain thing, part of it goes towards the pot, part of it goes towards right. the game developer. Well, and that's and- fine. If you if you're looking at it as like a, a normal sports comparative, yeah, <clears throat> the thing that gets me is that I don't think now I know Twitch is setting up this whole thing, so maybe they should get a portion of it. But in general instances, Twitch would get all of their money through advertisement, mm-hmm. nothing related to Overwatch itself. So like when the NFL airs a game. Part of the reason, well, the main reason the broadcaster wants that game is for advertisers. Anything mm-hmm. sold during that game that's related to those teams, they don't get a piece of. Okay. The NFL doesn't get a piece of the advertising. Mm-hmm. They get the advertising that happens on the field, through the players, all that kind of stuff, but they don't get any of the actual like Bud Light advertisements or whatever. Right. Um, so to me, it's one of those things that it almost makes me feel like Blizzard should almost set up their own system for this. Mm. And then you can split it between the team. Can you imagine Blizzard coming up with their own streaming service? I don't think they will. 
because they have the whole MLG and Twitch thing going on. Yeah. Dota 2 with Facebook, I think that's what the whole thing was. Um, mm-hmm. I think, well, and didn't Twitch pay like an exclusivity agreement with Blizzard to, oh, wow. to for the that Overwatch League? Healthy chunk of change. I, it was. I, I'm going to look it up. I, there was a crazy. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense because the audience is already there. And yeah. Most of the um, uh, Overwatch players stream on Twitch anyway. So I guess it would make sense to kind of have it in that platform. Why reinvent the wheel? Um, yeah, they 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 gained back in uh, January. They uh, <laughs> for reported ninety million, Twitch paid for <laughs> the exclusive rights Jesus. to uh, well, stream twenty five million to reportedly a team. Yeah. So I I mean ninety million isn't that far off to be honest. I mean it's far off for us lowly mortals, you know. But it's like when it comes to Blizzard, like I I often forget how huge Blizzard is. And how much money mm-hmm. they rake in as a company, um, but yeah, it's like I, I remember when they announced that twenty-five million entry fee. There were a lot of uh, esports analysts. They're like, Blizzard is out of their mind. There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. a city will pay twenty-five million just to have a home team of an esports. <sighs> Obviously, they're pulling it off because mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot more teams next season yes or, you know iteration of this so something's going right um but a lot of people are saying like this whole cheering thing is very important for blizzard because they wanted to uh now that the the hype of the initial matches died off they want right. to see if they can have concurrent um viewers can they hit those numbers again is it just a lightning in a bottle because of the hype, because it's the first time, or is it actually something that they can consistently, um, not only consistently have, but to grow to something as formidable as traditional sports viewing, like NFL. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited that they introduced the idea of um, cheering, um, because now there's audience participation, which is nice. That's already kind of built in for traditional sports. People shouting at their TV screens. People yeah. like, you know, tweeting about it and all that stuff. There isn't that in esports right now because that's kind of like more of a traditional sports thing. A lot of it is like tradition. A lot of it is like habit. A lot of it is, you know, yeah, yeah, just tradition. Yeah. They're kind of trying to kickstart that by creating hype, by creating like, participation and in, in kind of maximizing the idea of um hey we're a video game this is interactive yeah. we have technology behind it why not capitalize it by making it a little bit more interactive that eat that traditional sports can't really do because they're analog or mm-hmm. digital let's you know there's something that can be done there. i'm all for right. that but you brought up a really good point with this whole topic like where does the money actually go well, that's the thing is like, I know some of it is for self-sustainability, yeah. but the thing is, is that, and maybe they're, they're planning on this additional growth of like, let's say we have, I don't know how many teams there are 16 or something like that, but let's say next year we have 40. Right. How do you, how do you sustain more than double growth going into a second season? Um, how do you continue to support that and, and back that network? 
So part of me is all about Blizzard making additional money on this any way they can. The opposite side of that is how do you treat the, if you're going to call this a sport, if you're going to treat this like a support sport and expect the players to respect the league like a sport, then there's a situation to, um, there's a situation in which we have to expect Blizzard to take a, their fair cut and really kind of grow that industry. Because I, I do think that Blizzard has built it into something that others have tried to do. Yeah. And I've watched other esports events, and some of them are huge. I mean, you get some of these League of Legends well, Dota events and, yeah. and Dota and things like that. They're huge. But I don't think they garner the kind of support that Blizzard is getting with Overwatch. Right. And Overwatch League. I think it's a much more accessible game. Um, you can you can really get into a first-person shooter, whether you're somebody who is a hardcore gamer or a dad that plays on the weekend. You know, it's I think there's an opportunity to for Overwatch to really kind of change the face of this industry or Blizzard, I should say, because of the amount of support they have. When I, I look at Dota and League of Legends, is that you almost have you you do have to have essentially a group that's dedicated to playing on a regular basis in order to really make it worthwhile. Right. At least to play competitively. Yeah. Overwatch, you can, uh, or, I mean, even semi-competitively. But with Overwatch, you can jump in, grab an arcade game, and be out in 20 minutes if you just mm-hmm. want to pick up a game real quick when I don't feel like League of Legends or Dota really supports that level of of. I guess non-commitment. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I maybe if Mark was listening to this, he would chime in. But uh, he's, uh, I think, an avid Dota two player. But he he did play a lot of uh, competitive. But he mm-hmm. would be more familiar with. Um, actually, I think he's on Discord right now. I can ask him. But yeah, um, the quick in and out is always nice uh, for me. You know, like. Like yeah, a ten minute game here, twenty minute game, or 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 three minute game. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I, there would be moments where I would like sit down, start playing, and Ellie would come home like, oh, you know what? I gotta go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we could still do um, that. But yeah, I, I think, like you said, uh, Mike, um, this is a a thing that Blizzard is definitely trying out, and I think they are succeeding, like you said, in ways that, like Dota two and League of Legends haven't really cracked yet. They're not as big as them yet. Um, but I think over time, I, and again, it, it also depends on the saturation of Overwatch itself. Like, how popular will Overwatch be next year? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, will the next season of Overwatch League be as popular as season one? Only time will tell. But I think things like this cheering coming back and wrapping it up, like, cheering, I think, helps. Even keep the what they have going stronger because let's say it is a pot, but it le- even if the Overwatch League pot, let's just say like yeah, it go- some of it goes to teams, but the other of it goes to facilities, mm-hmm. merchandise management, or making manufacturing. Like I, that's even worth it to me, you know. Like if it if it helps them stay in the Overwatch arena in Burbank, mm-hmm. you know, like if it helps keep 
everything up to speed and like they don't have to worry about running out of money, <laughs> you know, because they front loaded, you know, for season one. I, I think as time goes on, if this becomes more solidified, you'll start seeing like a more NFL NBA structure where it's like teams will get individual income for their merchandise and maybe they might do segmented cheering. Like I want to cheer specifically for the, you know, Valiant, you know, I want to, you know, and there'll be little yeah. icons like I'm cheering for Valiant and which makes more sense for a sports type atmosphere anyway. Like I'm cheering for my team, not just yeah, for the yeah. league in general. Like I'm here's, I, here's a little uh, emoticon of the fucking London Spitfire. I'm a Spit go Spitfire. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it makes sense. And then maybe that will be a way to track where the money goes. Like, okay, they got, uh, Two hundred, you know, they got thirty thousand dollars, you know, over the course of the this stage, you know, or they got this, and they, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you can kind of track it, and then that is split, you know, between Twitch and the team, and not necessarily Overwatch League, and then maybe there are Overwatch cheers in general. Like you know what I mean. As long as they're clear and upfront of and transparent about where that goes, I think they'll be fine. If they keep it murky for next season, then it might be weird. Just to be like, where is this money going? Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll know more next year. I think. I think there'll they'll be some changes. I think. I think we'll know more by end of season. Honestly, I, that's I think true. They, they might do because that I think well. if people start, if if team owners start to get vocal about like, hey, oh, they want money, yeah. cut, um, then it'll it'll definitely start to open up a bit. Because from my perspective, I mean, it's hard to track who. Uh, maybe it's not too hard to track because I was going to say it's like. It could be hard to track which teams were getting cheers yeah. uh, in the overall spectrum, but honestly, like I feel like Twitch probably has a method to track like how many cheers happen during a match. Yeah, you right. know, and then you can split that fifty-fifty between the teams until there's a, a more specific way to track right. it. But honestly, yeah, yeah, I, just, I mean, if the matches are set in schedule, mm-hmm. then. It wouldn't be entirely possible to just see, all right, from five o'clock to eight o'clock, that's Valiant versus Soul Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who's cheering for Soul Dynasty at this time and who's cheering for Valiant at this right. time? Right. Yeah. So, I so mean, we'll I, again, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm interested to see how it turns out because I know if I was a team owner, I probably wouldn't sit by, sit by and be like, oh, let's just let them take money when people are actually cheering for us. Yeah, um, I wonder what kind of what the contract's like. Yeah, you know, I mean, there may be something that they get a set that, fee or something. That's a whole other discussion we can get. Yeah, uh, but yeah, as for the sharing itself, we'll keep it on. Real quick, let's go through these new games coming out in March. I figure we should just mention them the mm-hmm. ones that we might end up talking about. I honestly, in this list, I don't think we're going to end up talking about any of them. Uh, there's uh, there's two. Uh, yeah, there's unless... Alright, so yeah, the first one, Sea of Thieves, we've already kind of talked about a little bit. Um, it officially comes out on March 20th. Um, I, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I would be more willing to get it if our people in our group were getting it. Sith asked me about it last night, if anyone was getting it, and I told him no, because as far as I know, I don't think anybody else is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'll probably wait a month or two and yeah, see what the same. response yeah. is like of of actual day one launch. Um, I feel like if it, I mean, it seemed like you enjoyed it. Uh, I, it seemed I, like you would have enjoyed it much more in a group, immensely more. It, it, yeah. it, playing, I would not recommend getting the game if you're alone. It is yeah. it, it is a mm-hmm. interesting immersive sailing experience by yourself. But if you want to truly have a good time, you need friends. And I wouldn't even say, like, if 
two or th- I would get a full crew together. Like yeah, if you have yeah. three other friends mm. that are into this genre. Sure. Absolutely. Go for it. But mm. yes, like Mike said, wait a month or two because I just don't know if this game will have the aftermarket legs. Yeah. Um, should we wait uh, a month or two or should we wait until the next DLC is announced? Well, that's the thing. They say that DLC, they, they're not going to have proper like paid DLC as far as I know. All that's going to be free content drops. Um, I guess until the first major event. Because I think what they're doing is they're going to have very much kind of like uh, Destiny event-based content drops. Um, now, whether that is seasonal or not, I don't know. But I think they are going to incrementally, over the course of weeks, add new stuff to the game, and then mm-hmm. it all culminates into an event. I um, mean, I'm I'm personally excited about it just because it's a rare drop. I'm I'm a yeah. fan of almost anything that I've played. That rare's rare long, has done has died a long time. Oh, that, that yeah, I, I agree, but I mean, it's it's still like it, I feel like it's the first. Isn't this like the first original property they've put out in a long time? Yeah, it's been a long. Well, because yeah, like after they were bought out by Microsoft, I don't think they put out really anything. They did that mm-hmm. one game. I forgot the name of it. Um, I don't remember. They they only put out. Yeah. A game. I know they worked really replay collection which was mm-hmm. neat that they that came out for Xbox yeah that was PC that was 20 that was 2015 and then yeah. killer instinct was the last right. real one yeah. before that and that was 2013 so i mean it's been a good three years since they've released anything and this right. is like the first thing they've released that i'm looking <laughs> is, at like an original yeah. since probably early 2000s this mm-hmm. is like microsoft is like looking at this like because they don't have a lot of first party games mm-hmm. right now they're looking at this like they're really hoping <laughs> this game goes well. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I kind of really hope it does because if you could get Rare back to even half of what it was at right. its prime, I mean, that's that's exciting. Also, so. keep in mind, we talked about it uh, last time we talked, we mentioned it. It's going to be a part of Xbox's Game Pass program. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. if you have that, which is 10 bucks a month, you will have access to this game on launch day. Because they announced every Microsoft Studios game will be available for that service on day one. So, I mean, if you want to try the game out on launch and not commit $60 to it, you could just pay for a month of Xbox Game Pass. And then you can play it on PC or Xbox and just try it out. I, I mean, all you're losing is 10 bucks out of it. And I guess you could play other games, too, whatever else is available. Mm-hmm. Um so but even honestly, if you hated it, you could play something. Yeah, else just play something else. Let your thing run out, and then you're done. Because um, you can, you know, use Microsoft money or like your wallet. Mm-hmm. So say you have a gift card or some shit, put it in your wallet on Microsoft, and then you can use it. Um, but yeah, I I'm hopeful for this. I think this will be an incredible streaming game. Uh, I think streamers are going to have a lot of fun with this game, and you know they get super drunk and they have a good time and they're doing pirate shit. But I don't know how much longevity. Like after three months, will that still yeah. be enjoyable? Well, that's um, the thing is is there's two things that that kind of make me question buying it. And one is longevity, and then two is uh, day one price point. Because yeah, I, be I don't bucks. know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that I would buy this game at sixty bucks unless I guaranteed had like three other people 
buying it. Right. I think by the end of the year, it will probably drop in price. That's my assumption. You know, I, the, the I, thing is, though, is if it doesn't and the reviews are very high, I probably won't mind paying 60 bucks. It, like I said, if three other people in our group are like, hey, either I have Sea of Thieves or I want to get it, who's down and we do like a weekly Sea of Thieves like fuck around yeah. game session, I would be into that. Yeah. You know? Um, so we'll see. We're, 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 I'm definitely going to watch streamers play it. So I will talk about it living vicariously through them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at least give my, and every once in a while, not every episode, but like if something interesting happens or if there are interesting patch notes or whatever, I'll, I'll talk about it. But yeah, I don't think as of right now we'll be playing it, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. Cause yeah, it, it does have the potential to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, something else coming out this month in March is Nino Kani 2 Revenant Kingdom. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about Nino Kani 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Wrath of the White Witch was known as right, like, one of the one. best uh, RPGs to come out in ages, which makes me kind of sad that I haven't played it yet because right, I am such an RPG nerd. Um, but I'm really excited about this. This is actually coming out for uh, PC and mm. PS4. Do you think they're going to do a re-release of Nino Kuni? Uh, when this comes out for PC? No, no. I mean, it's already out on PC. Is it on PC? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Steam. Uh, I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure. Nope, it's not. Really? It is not. so fast. (laughs) It says they hope. Nino Kani director says he would love to see the original PC. Well, Um, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can emulate it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah there are ways. And I mean, it was for PS2, right? The original uh, three. PS3, yeah. PC, so you can. You can. With we're not talking about that game. No, um, no, no. <laughs> that's not happening. That game doesn't exist. <laughs> that game doesn't exist, in my opinion. I'm pretending it's there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but, I mean, if if this is as good as the first one, I I really think there will be a. I, well, the original. I the big thing about the original is it was. Uh, Studio Ghibli was connected with it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. They they did some of the uh, animation on it. Right. So it's a Bandai Namco and oh, uh, Level Five yeah. um, publishing on the Japan side. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's actually a series of games. I'm just kind of looking into it a little bit more. And apparently, uh, there was one that was released in 2010 for Nintendo DS, and there was uh, another in 2000, late 2010 that was for mobile. Uh, then 2011 was the release of the PS3 version, uh, and then there was a another mobile one. So it's all tied together, though. <laughs> it looks amazing. You just look at screenshots of it, yeah, and it looks so great. Like the animation and art style is just mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, again, it was one of those games that just kind of slipped right through my fingers. Well, it was um, at, at that was... time I wasn't really playing many games in general i wasn't right. playing as many games and i also didn't have a uh ps3 mm-hmm. so i it was it kind of just scooted on by me jesus i, I was just looking up uh you know need Kuni and there's a Kuni collector's edition coming out with like fucking a diorama you got a plushie <laughs> you got a 3d paper craft kit Jesus! Oh, there will be a season pass for this game, which is concerning. Uh, but mm. uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure one of us. I don't know. Uh, you, I'll Mike, probably end up. I'll probably. Yeah. It, 
I mean, I would like to play the first one because I think based on what I've read, the storylines are kind of tied in. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to at least get a grasp on that. So I may just emulate it and ROM that. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's fine. Just it's buy a copy is. so that if you do emulate it, it's totally legal. Yeah, yeah. Just have a PS3 copy sitting oh, there. Oh, I'm sure that won't cost me anything. <laughs> oh, wait, wait let's, how much is it right now? Let's see. Oh, I bet, it's, um, I bet I could find it on like Craigslist for like five bucks. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you can find it on Amazon right now for, th- for the Greatest Hits collection. So use go. 22. Yep. So there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, another. I'm sure, Mike, are you interested in this next game, Detective Pikachu? For the 3DS, we're gonna be playing that one. I was just because month. of the name. <laughs> I was just because of the name. I mean, the fact that Pikachu's wearing a fucking uh, and he's talking. Sherlock he talks Holmes. in this game. Now I'm not into that. <laughs> uh, that like nobody's into it. Like yeah, I, I grew up in an era where Pikachu didn't fucking talk. I mean, he there should've. was like one Pokemon that talked, and Mewtwo, that was right? uh, no. Well, Mewtwo. Well, Mewtwo talks. He yeah, won't he shut does. up. And then uh, Meowth. Oh, yeah, Meowth talks. Those are the two fucking Pokemon that talk. (laughs) So I'm not like a huge Pokemon fan, but I I saw this. I'm like, "Ah, that looks kind of cute. They are also making a movie out of this, and uh, Ryan Reynolds is playing Pikachu. Oh, my God. Shoot Um, me fucking now. It's it's filming right now. That's not a joke. Uh, So, yeah. Get ready for Ryan Reynolds. Is he going to get fucked in the ass in this movie as well? We can only hope. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe. I wonder. It's for Nintendo 3DS, which I mean, that's cool that uh, Nintendo is still supporting the 3DS. But do you ever think, like, why is it not coming out on Switch? Like, you know, I, I, on Switch? I, I, I don't know. I'm glad they're still supporting the 3DS. But now that the Switch exists, it's like Nintendo should make a Switch version because yeah. why not? It's like it's there. It's portable. Um. It comes out on my birthday too. God damn! Look at that. Um, so for forty dollars, if you want to check that out, go check. <laughs> go get Detective, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game that I uh, I have no interest in this. Nope, I, no I put it on the list just because I know how big of a franchise it is. MLB uh, the Show. Black. Yep. yep that's the minute, nope. That's in doesn't black. start with it. Men Lin Black. Men Lin Black. The show. The show. Yep. The show. Wait, the Max, show? What yeah. do you think the game's about? Uh, MLB The Show. Like what would you see? The uh, crib? <laughs> but like, yeah, pretty much just the cribs. Like, wait, hey, look, do you I mean love cribs? that you have so little. I love that you have <laughs> so little knowledge of this. So are you like, you play it in first person, you're like guiding this um, MTV guy around, like, this is my house. And you get to like build your house and you're your court and like your indoor bowling area. <laughs> I yeah. love this franchise has been going for over 10 years now. Yeah, a very long time. Well, well I am well, aware of the MLB. Wait, MLB. <laughs> what is MLB, Max? What is, does that stand that for? Basketball? Yep, that's basketball. <laughs> is it male league basketball? Oh, that's a bit sexist. <laughs> what? Okay, think of, think male of what, basketball. what, what? Okay, what other sport starts with a B? Uh, <laughs> basketball. What's the other one? Uh huh. Uh-huh. There's one more. There's two, one more. Pacing turkeys. That's it. You got mm-hmm. it. Major league. Uh, major league basking. <laughs> basketing. 
Also known as basketball. I kind of want Max. To, we should get this game. Let's crowdsource this. If anyone wants to uh, give informations, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, I want to sit down and we're going to stream Max playing MLB the show and not tell him anything about it or what the sport is or how to play the sport. Why and is it then the show. I don't know why it's the show because um, it's just the, it's, this, That's this just the franchise name. has been out since two thousand. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, over 10 I, years. I know. Um, Wait, here's the thing. The show? Yeah, it's been always called MLB The Show. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. Here's okay. the thing. Okay. The reason why games like this exist is because uh-huh. of EA Sports. Um, right. Because, well, is this, wait, is this EL? E, wait, because it's in for the a game, long right? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, um, this is Sony. Okay, this is Sony. Okay, what? here's the thing. Okay. So back in the day, because I used to be really into sports games, I think Mike can also probably was there at one point. Yeah, like, I, I played a lot of sports games. So as a kid. back in the day, during the, the PS2 era, rising up into like Xbox 360 and all that, there's really only two places to go for game for sports games: uh, EA with mm-hmm. like Madden or NBA, uh, you know, whatever, or Fight Night or all that shit. But then Sega did their own versions of sports games like yeah. uh, NFL 2K, whatever, yay 2K, mm-hmm. B2K. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. And then Sega just kind of stopped doing those. Oh. <laughs> so it was just Madden again. Oh. And then, or uh, EA. So then Sony decided to do their own version and they made MLB the show. Mm. Um, and it was just a, a response to just make sure EA didn't have a monopoly <laughs> on sports games, essentially. Um, and I think the MLB contracts are a little different than NBA and uh, NFL. Well, there There's used a- to be tons of football and oh yeah, uh, like they they used to have like tons. Of, remember, they used to have like uh, tons of crappy sports games, but like it was usually either Madden or NFL 2K that were the ones yeah. that were worth playing. But anyway, mm-hmm. MLB the show. Maybe one day we'll just have Max try it and see what happens. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, and now this one, I think all of us have kind of like glanced at sideways to be like maybe i check it out far the cry graphics f- on these games are always amazing so yeah far oh, cry 5 far cry 5 in the midwest uh, of all yeah. the exotic places far cry franchise have taken you um, now you're in the midwest in the fighting midwest. religious zealot um yeah. which i love the idea of by right the way. i look at it though and i'm just like i don't know Far Cry is known for being the nutty, just first-person shooter, like, super power fantasy game, where you just go into this exotic environment and you just fucking go crazy in this kind of semi-open world, and you get all these weapons, uh, you know, quests, and, you know, it, it, I think it kind of toned it down a little bit. I feel like Far Cry 4 was the least craziest out of all of them. Yeah. It was more realistic, um, which was okay, but I missed the goofy funness of three i like far cry three a lot mm-hmm. um i really love blood dragon i thought that was oh fantastic God, yeah. blood dragon's great um because that embraced that cheesy you know action movie yeah. vibe that far cry really should be but when it starts becoming too realistic i don't know if far cry is that interesting anymore I mean, it's never realistic in the sense that you're always a single guy taking on an entire establishment. Right. True. You're like overthrowing the local government or you're overthrowing <laughs> like, I don't know, malaria, combat against malaria or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the 
uh, what was it? So the third one was the probably arguably the had the best antagonist, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Far Cry has been really good about graphics. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching some gameplay footage right now, and it looks people fucking would, fantastic. Well, because people would oh, say Far like Far Cry Five. Yeah, yeah. Far Cry Five looks yeah. amazing, uh, and people would say like it's Far Cry and like uh, like anything Crytek books out. It's like very yeah. neck and neck of like looking amazing on PC. Um, but I don't know the Midwest. I I, I, I saw some. I tra- mean, it just. It didn't it, grab it's me. Not as, it's not as intriguing as like soaring over a mountaintop and like flying into a giant oh, elephant. Like when you uh, could get the fucking <laughs> like there was like gliders and shit. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you never know, though. I mean, because you're talking about getting into like it's it's essentially kind of where I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like the South, but not really. Um, So you could get into some mountainous regions to where you could, like, I'm watching right now, and you see some like giant mountains in the background that I I can see you jumping off of. Yeah, I never played Primal. Far Cry Primal that came oh, out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's one. That was a whole game that I just right, like that I just never really heard anyone talk about, so I completely forgot about. It. Yeah, um, but yeah, Far Cry Five. I I think this is another game where I'm gonna be like wait and see. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it some review because I remember I, the, I did the same for Far Cry Primal. I waited for some reviews and they said it was okay, uh, and it, it wasn't enough to invest me to go and get it. But I I don't know, like, if it's as good as Far Cry 3 and 4, I'm in. Yeah. You know, like, I really, really like Far Cry 3 a lot. Far Cry uh, 4 was really fun, but I enjoyed Far Cry 3 more. Far, I, I'd I say know. if you wait a little bit longer, you're probably going to be able to get one through four for a really cheap price. Well, oh, yeah, probably just wait on Steam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did. I think I like Far Cry Four more. Really? For the simple fact of this amazing. I don't know. It was an Easter egg. <laughs> but so, uh, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, it's been how long? Came out fucking 2014. Get over Uh, it. (laughs) In the very beginning of the game, you uh, are in a bus and your character is supposed to spread the ashes. Yes. Uh, Your Your mother. Your mother. Mother. Mother, mother, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but then you get intercepted by the local dictator, who is the flamboyantly dressed uh, antagonist. Yeah. Now you are invited to a dinner. Or uh, lunch in, and while your friend gets tortured. Now, instinctually, you're supposed to get up and rescue your friend. However, yes, I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, apparently, I found this out after I beat the whole thing and played, I don't know, spent like 25, 30 hours. <laughs> I did this on accident. Wait. Yeah, yeah. If you wait until your lunch is done, and until the antagonist comes back and finishes the lunch, mm-hmm. he will take you. To the end of the game, it ends. It just ends. Ashes, yeah. and you get the country. Like, yeah, you essentially get to not kill anybody, and just end the game, and you get the country, and there's a happily ever after. And the guy, and the antagonist, just kind of like buggers off. So mm-hmm. it's just so like just that mere fact that all you had to do was wait. It's like what soft three, the whole thing about like all the guy had to do was just wait and talk to yeah. the guy for an hour. 
all of that could have been avoided. All of that, like, of course you skip the whole game, but the idea that you would not have to kill anybody, there is no discourse, there is no, like, drama or anything. All you had to do was just sit, yeah. eat your lunch, wait, and then you beat the game. Yeah. <laughs> you beat it, like, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Because <laughs> what happened was, like, I, like, well, I, it was funny because I thought I did something wrong. Yeah. And... I thought it was a joke at first because I, I sat there and I was waiting for something to happen. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then nothing was happening. And then that little sequence happened where they spread the ad. I'm like, that's not, what is that stupid? <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, good job, Ubisoft. You're fun. And I just reloaded the same. <laughs> like, I just assumed it was like a cheeky ending to be like, oh, well, yeah, you, you are rewarded for sitting there. Which is fun, but I, I at the time I didn't get how clever it was. I was just like, oh, whatever. I want to get, <laughs> I want to get into the game, you know. Yeah. But um, because it it plays on the gamer's nature of like, oh yeah, no, you're gonna want to immediately like start stabbing people or shooting people or running away because that's what you do in these games. Yeah. Um, but the rest of Far Cry Four, I I mean I. I didn't enjoy it as much as Far Cry 3 as a whole. For me personally. Mm, I just yeah. thought, as a whole, Far Cry 3 is a much better experience. Yeah. And I love the fucking crazy-ass story in Far Cry 3. And the antagonist in Far Cry 3. Yeah. Um, that the definition of insanity speech is oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the transformation is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, great arc. Great yeah. arc. So, Far Cry 5, we'll keep an eye out. I... I like I said, if it gets stellar, if it's getting stellar reviews off the bat, yeah, I, we'll see. Maybe um, I don't know. Like out of this month, I'm more interested in Sea of Thieves than anything else. But uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Real quick, so, super so quick. I just I, I tacked yeah. this one on at the end just it's, because it's, it's true. Something that yeah. hit my radar, and yeah. I I bought it this week. I haven't had a you chance. Bought to it? Buy it. Yeah, yeah. I oh, bought the early shit. access. So. Uh, this new game, it's at an early well, access let's buy game, it with you then. Uh, yeah. called uh, Hunt Showdown. Mm-hmm. And basically it's a cryotext game. Mm-hmm. And it is a game where you and several other people go into a room together or go into a server together. You mm-hmm. are bounty hunters to hunt down monsters. Yeah. And essentially each person tries to out-bounty the other person. Yeah. Um, I and it yeah, seems yeah. like so much fun. The graphics are still a little bit gross right now. A lot of things are but, gross right now. Um, yeah, but it's one of those games that I, for some reason, have some faith in. Mm-hmm. And I figured, yeah. you know what? Thirty bucks is kind of my high end limit. But the idea That's gets PUBG me. Price. I, I love PUBG monster price. stuff. If I you love... buy it for me, I will play it with you. Sir. I will. I will buy it as well. And, <laughs> but it's only I only have two. Um, is it only two each? It's only two. Two, uh, but for aren't now. you entered into a server with other with two other play stacks? two stacks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we could try and get into the same server together, uh, which yeah. is considered cheatable or uh, bannable right now. Have you tried? Well, Jesse, it, if but, you uh, pick it up, I'll definitely play it with you, yeah. Max. If Jesse picks it up, we'll let you know how it goes. If Jesse doesn't <laughs> pick it up, I'll let you know how it goes. Here's the thing. Here's the, actually, you know what? You know what? I wouldn't mind contributing, like helping Max get it, because I'd prefer to watch you two play it. Actually, you know why? Be- well, here's why. Here's why. A, I think it would be hilarious to listen to you two uh, do it. But B, I've watched a lot of Twitch streams about this game uh, over the past mm. the cu- couple weeks, 
Yeah. It is rough. Um, it is very buggy. Uh, the servers are prone to crashing constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, the mechanics are super early. So I, yeah. as far as I know, there's only two monsters you can actually hunt, like big bounties. Yeah. Uh, they're going to add more later, quote unquote. Um, so because the way it works is like you get a character, right? And you invest experience and money into that character. But if that character dies, you have to get a brand new character and start all over again. Mm. Um, so a lot of griefing is happening right now, like spawn griefing, oh. where you'll you'll spawn in and people just kill you just to kill you. So you lose your character or exit griefing because everyone on the map knows once you pick up a bounty, everyone on the map knows where you are and where the it is. So what people will do is they'll just, it's kind of like a escape from Tarkov where you have to get out, but everyone knows where the exit is because it's the same two maps right now. So everyone just spawn cams and then we'll kill you, take the bounty and then leave and you lose all your experience and shit. Um, so I, it does look interesting. I love the idea of hunting monster and I'm telling you like Max, I think you'd really love it. Yeah. Especially because the gun, the, the way the gun mechanics are like the sounds and the visuals are like, it's, it's, it's set in the old West. I'm just going to read a, I'm going to read a small segment from kind of the consensus that I've heard. This is from a reviewer on steam. It's got mixed reviews right now, Yeah. but basically what this person says is like, I'll skip what hunt uh, showdown is. There's plenty of other reviews that cover that and we've been covering that. So I'm going to skip it as well. Uh, I'll get down to the point here. When in game in the off chance, you can actually connect to a match it is an absolute blast. The atmosphere of the Louisiana Bayou, the zombie creatures uh, that roam the match, uh, uh, create a unique uh, traversing challenge. And the other players add the adrenaline rush that is completing your contract. Hmm. So it sounds like the idea that you enter a match and you try to be the first team that hunt down these monsters before anybody else, knowing right. that other people are in there, is the dream of a lot of gamers. Yeah, it's apparently it's like, really hard to connect. Yeah, servers are sh- taking big old shits because I think Crytek wasn't expecting this much attention out of the gate mm-hmm. um, because streamers latched onto it early and uh, like Summit and fucking uh, who's another big uh, Summit is a really big Twitch streamer. He has like hundreds of thousands of viewers. He was playing it when it first launched and. Um, Someone else was Shroud was playing it as well, mm-hmm. another big streamer. So then they got front loaded with people, and I think it's starting to trickle off. It's starting to get better, connection wise. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they they their latest update on here is uh, server restart, and that was today. Yeah, so they're oh, they're okay. getting better, but yeah, the the gun mechanics are really neat that you can't see anyone else on the map. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like PUBG; like people are just there. And yeah. you can't differentiate because there's zombies wandering around. There's monsters wandering around the map and then the big bounty. So you have to contend yeah. with monsters and other people. Yeah. Uh, so it, and it is they neat. say that when you're shooting, if like the, the maps aren't huge. So when you shoot at monsters, yeah, you can actually hear. give away yeah, your yeah. position. Also, there are crows and yeah. chains and audio cues all over the place. that yep. give you a, um, but then you have to like solve clues and riddles to actually find the monster. And they're not that mm. you just stand over a thing and hit E. <laughs> but like <Clues>. there's <laughs> you I know like when they was in the thing, um, and then I saw it happen. I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's what that is. But it's super, it's a concept game. It's like, they, they are test. They have the engine. 
they are testing the serviceability right now, even though it's early access, charging $30 for it. Um, I hope they'll add stuff over time. The hope is Crytek is like going to support the game as its next big launch. Uh, a lot I of people are so. afraid I that mean, they're not. <laughs> you know, I, I, so. yeah, I saw it originally months ago and yeah. immediately knew I wanted to buy in. Uh, and I yeah. saw that it was released a little bit earlier this week, so I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to throw some money at it. It's 30 bucks. I'll give it a shot, and if I like it, great. If I don't, it's 30 bucks. Right, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm, I kind of want to watch you guys play it and see uh, what you guys think. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a fun so, Twitch stream. You know, just give me a copy. It's like a uh, yeah. $60 game. Yeah, exactly, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm also trying to build a PC right now. You already oh boy! It. Speaking Done. of no. transitioning, is it? We'll get into that next segment. Yeah, stay next tuned, segment. Max. Stay tuned. Take us, <laughs> take us away. All things PC theme. All things PC. Alrighty. So, all things PC. As it states, we're talking about PCs and PC accessories. Um. Yeah. So that's it. That's the segment. I like it. Moving on to moving on. No. Um, so this week, as as we've been talking for the past few weeks uh, about the price of graphics cards oh, due yeah. to uh, the lack of essentially the lack of memory in the marketplace. Uh, a lot of the phone makers, Samsung, Apple, Google are sucking up the uh, memory, the same memory that's used uh, the GDDR5 memory that's used in graphics cards is the same used in phones. And right now what's happening is Samsung, Apple, Google, all the the major phone makers, smartphone makers are buying this in mass and they're buying it at above market price, meaning they get as much of it as they want before anybody else, which is leaving a much smaller amount left in the marketplace for other component makers. So mass drop just posted a blurb uh, from there. It was on their own channel in a 1080 TI discussion where the tech community lead, Brian Hutchins basically came out and said, we've talked to uh, NVIDIA about this. Essentially we can't expect or NVIDIA can't expect anything else to happen other than prices to continue to go up Um, just due to the lack of graphics cards in the marketplace. Uh, The combination of lack of memory meeting with the combination of everybody, uh, a ton of cryptocurrency miners buying up all the graphics cards as soon as they can uh, is just really causing a big lack of graphics cards in the marketplace. So and and I think this happened because they posted a graphics card and Aorus uh, GeForce GTX 1080 Ti 11 gig on their site. I and, saw this. Yeah, yeah, and it was essentially like uh, what was it? It was like nine hundred and something dollars. Yeah, it was nine hundred seventeen. Yeah, it was something crazy yeah. like that, and a lot of people were bitching at them, basically saying. How can you put a graphics card on mass drop, which mass drop, the whole deal is supposed to be you buy something. If enough people buy it, you get a discount on it. 
And essentially, the full price, I mean, above MSRP for this card. I think this card normally drops at about uh, $749 or $799. And so a lot of people started asking, like, why the hell is this card so expensive on Mm -hmm. Mass Drop, which is supposed to be a site where if you get a group of people to buy something, you get a discount. It's almost like Groupon. Um, except the, you need a guaranteed number of buy-ins before you can get it. Mm -hmm. So it it just kind of goes back to the point. Uh, let's see here. I want to bring up uh, one little, little quote, exactly what he said. Um, he says, I will continue to list graphics cards that I can for the community if I'm able to offer a competitive price. So he actually considers the graphics card that he posted a competitive price. Uh, and then it says, I also have to mention that in other graphic card drops, we're selling for this. Uh, we, uh, we're selling this for right above our costs. So barely just covering back end expenses. So what they're buying these cards from like Aorus and all these different companies, mm-hmm. they're actually barely making any money on them. So while the price is marked up a little bit, well, it's still over MSRP, they're not really making a ton of money because the seller is selling them at such a high price. So it's it's interesting because it leaves the market in a really weird situation because NVIDIA tried this whole thing of basically saying, if you buy graphics cards from us, you can get them at MSRP. I tried that for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it came available twice, and I I signed up for email notifications. I got one notification. I went and checked the moment I got that email notification, and they had been sold out for four hours. (laughs) Yeah. Dang. It's one of those things where it's like you have to be on a site and get lucky. Uh, you know, the well, email I, mean, I, I got close to MSRP the other day on, I bought a 1080, uh, and this kind of goes back to our conversation before Max of what you were bringing up. And, uh, in the last segment about me building my PC, not I'm building my land PC mm-hmm. and I still need, I still needed a graphics card, a CPU, the Ram and a hard drive. And this was like the first big component that I'd bought. And I'd been trying for probably a month to find a 1080 or 1080 Ti. I was trying for a 1080 Ti, mm. um, and the prices are just ridiculous. I'm not going to pay 750 or above for a graphics card when I can get one. If the price was fair, I should actually be getting one for below 700. Um, and that doesn't include tax, by the way. Mm. So. I finally got lucky and got a 1080 uh, on a 1080 Founders Edition, actually, through Best Buy. And I logged on to Reddit, and two minutes after the post had went live, I saw it, I went to Best Buy, and it was out of stock. Two Hmm. minutes. (laughs) So... Oh. I kept checking. I kept checking the comments. I'm like, yeah. "How is this possible? Somebody just posted this, yeah. and it's already sold out." And other people were kind of commenting my thoughts of like, "How is this possible? This was just posted. Like, was it up for long before this?" And other people came and come back saying, "No, this just went live. Something's going on." So I stuck around for about an hour, checking comments back and forth to Best Buy, and every ten or fifteen minutes, the website 
slowly updated a little bit more. So it went from out of stock to no- and notify me to in stock. But when I'd put it in my basket, it was pickup only and it wasn't anywhere within my location. Oh, wow. They're like 15 minutes later. It was like, okay, I could put it in my basket and it was available locally. And then I went to buy it and guess what? It was out of stock again. I mean, it was this whole crazy thing that took over an hour for me to eventually finally get it actually bought and then able to actually get shipping to me. Yikes. I didn't realize there was such demand for these high-end games. Well, other than cryptocurrency. Yeah. (sighs) Wow, that is The the market for gaming PCs is really booming right now. So it puts us in a situation to where it's really, really hard for anybody to be able to get involved and get a graphics card at this point. Even, I mean, technically, I think 1070s are one of the best mining cards. Mm-hmm. But 1080s are also, I mean, they're very capable. So it's it's interesting though because it it's a prob it's a problem that I don't know that there's a solution for. Right. I mean, unless Nvidia starts forcing, starts cutting back the amount of cards it's selling to outside vendors and starts selling more internally, I don't know that there's a solution. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't they try to make a card specifically for cri- cryptocurrency? They're yeah, but the really... problem is, is that there's no resale value on that. Right. But they're like what two hundred bucks or something ridiculous. Yeah, but you still you end up spending the same essentially at the end of the day, and you get a higher return on your investment by using the gaming cards because. Right now, if a crypto miner decided he wanted to get out of the business, mm-hmm. he may have bought 12, 14, 20, 1070s at MSRP or lower when he got into it. You could sell that exact same card that you bought for 450 for mm-hmm. probably 700 bucks right now. Right. But not That's only did so... you get money out of crypto mining, you also got your money back and potentially up to double in certain situations. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so, which brings me to my next point. Yes. Can't buy a graphics card. There's a whole new world of game streaming that's Ooh. happening right under our nose. Please. Uh, and two of them are out now and usable in the U S and mm-hmm. the first one is NVIDIA GeForce now. Uh-huh. And the second is a French company called Blade, and they have a uh, yeah they have a program or streaming service called Shadow. Huh. Um, both of them seem to be getting pretty good reviews, which intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something to where I almost wish I had a weaker system and to pay a one month subscription just to see how it runs games because uh, I'd like to test them both out honestly now the GeForce it, it has a list of games that are supported so it's not like every single game and you can go to their uh, go to the NVIDIA website and find it uh-huh. um, but I mean like a lot of the key games are supported uh, Overwatch is supported uh, Diablo 3 that's big to me not to you guys uh, Witcher 3, Wolfenstein. Witcher 3 is a big one because that's pretty graphically demanding. Yeah, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, Skyrim and Elder oh. Scrolls Online, uh, World of Warcraft. So, I mean, it's 
pretty much most of the major games are still so, are, are currently supported. So what does it mean? Like, like let's say I have this, <laughs> you know, my DDR machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like small iPhone size yep. computer that is has like an internal, I think the Atom processor, Intel Atom mm-hmm. processor. Um, would I be able to run stream games on that thing? Uh, so essentially, yes. I mean, that's what they're saying. Now, the NVIDIA one is only available in uh, is only available in beta right now. It is yeah, available, it's all, and you can only, test it. Is it only for Mac? No, no, it's Mac or PC. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. But essentially... You can sign up for or request a beta. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite one, Blade, uh, is actually available now. Um, It's been going since July of 2016, but just came out in the U.S. And essentially, they have all the prices out there. Uh And they have, what they're stating is that if you get a full one-year service, it's $34.95 a month. How much? $34.95 a month. A month? Yep. Holy God. And then with no commitment is forty nine ninety five a month. Now is, that's um, outrageous up front if you think about it. But if you don't have the money to build a if you're a let's say you're a kid that can't buy a shitload of games <laughs> and you have you want to pay thirty four ninety five a month to play games online because you can't buy a really good PC not a bad idea and yeah. then on top of that like if you have your um now you can hook it up to your own system but there's also a thing called the shadow box okay which you can either rent for 10 bucks a month or buy, buy from them outright for 140 and wow. basically it's a fully capable uh fully capable system to run their streaming service. So this is interesting. I'm on the site right now. And uh-huh. um so I put in your thirty four ninety five a month and I divide it by two thousand because let's mm-hmm. say that's like a decent rig. Mm-hmm. Higher end rig. That'll get right. you it'll be it won't be until you use it for fifty seven days. Uh so that's you know two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then it'll pay for itself. Or mm-hmm. you know, if you built the rig, it'll be mm-hmm. two months before it'll pay for itself. And I'm looking at the website right now, and it's like there's uh, footage of a MacBook Pro playing this racing game. There's this mm-hmm. like mobile, <laughs> which is very intriguing to me. A mobile Samsung playing, you know, uh, Fortnite mm-hmm. uh, using an Xbox controller. This could be very interesting to me because that's actually you can play any game anywhere at any mm-hmm. time without lugging around a very cumbersome computer and yeah. spending in excess of $2,000 just for like... Well, and it also could potentially bridge the gap between uh, Mac and PC gaming because if you're streaming it and it's technically not running on your system and it's just a system in the background running mm-hmm. this for you, it's technically streaming it for you, the streaming software should actually be the only thing that needs to be compatible. Right, exactly. So that means I can play Overwatch on a Mac. Yeah, yeah. you could play Overwatch on a Samsung if you wanted. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. There's also like another reason why uh, maybe GPUs are a little harder to come by 
because they're going into the streaming PCs like this, uh, at least for NVIDIA. Yeah. Um, I think it is interesting. I, it's for great. Yeah. I think $34 is steep as fuck. That's, like, it is that definitely is, steep. Oof. But as, as Max said, I mean, if you're a teen, early 20 something that can't afford a gaming PC, they can afford, can afford $34. Yeah, you yeah, can afford at least for a couple of months. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things that if you think about it, like oh, actually, I'm sorry, uh, that calculation I was completely wrong. It's it was 57, 57 months. It's 57 months. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was like I a did. car payment. I'm like, yeah. you did the math. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it'd it'd be a couple years. I mean, you'd be looking at it as as several years to to really make it count out. So but it's one of those at things. Seven years. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, you look at it though, and I mean, do you want to save up for a two thousand dollar gaming rig for four and a half years, or yeah. do you want to start playing games tomorrow? Exactly, yeah. So that's I think where it comes into it is essentially yeah, it, and I, honestly, I think the price per month will get cheaper. Um, I think this initial offering price is because right now they have no competition in the market. Nvidia is looming but they're not technically there. Um, I'm assuming knowing NVIDIA, because that's not their only business, they may actually come out and become a leader in it. Because I I see this, if you get this price down to under 30 bucks a month, if you get it $24.99 or $19.99, I don't know many people who won't buy in. Like, can you imagine the whole microtransaction angle of this? Like, say, I just want to play, let's say every weekend, every week we mm-hmm. play Overwatch, you know, for three hours. Uh, and then I buy, like, five bucks to play with those three hours. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to play games, you know, for the rest of the week, but I still want to play with my friends. So you could just, I could just fork over, like, five dollars for three it's, it's almost like going to a land cafe mm-hmm. the difference is now it's at the comfort of your own device yeah well i mean that's the thing is like i don't know how much they'll segment it like that i mean i think there is money and value to be had but i think that it it almost does need to become a uh, subscription model mm-hmm. to be a valid industry it doesn't mean they can't offer like time cards and stuff right. because i mean that's essentially what world of warcraft does is Mm -hmm. but you still do buy it by the month you can't buy a week worth of world of warcraft um you buy by the month yeah and i mean it's part of the reason i i do love the game but also part of the reason that i haven't renewed my latest subscription because i'm not Mm. playing it enough right now right um but if you told me oh you can pay 10 bucks and you can play 20 hours throughout the month Mm -hmm. i'd probably do that yeah Especially so. if I can play it on my phone or on a Chrome pad or a Chrome. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, uh, one one more thing I wanted to mention was uh, in the third screen on the website, it showed a person using manipulating a graphics engine. Um, mm-hmm. it, it didn't look like Unreal, so I'm going to assume it's like Unity or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really interesting idea because now you can take your gaming uh, programming on board like a more gra- graphically intensive like maybe even like streaming photoshop or mm-hmm. you know, um other other graphically intense programming on yeah. the go which is actually a very interesting prospect for like a professional yeah yeah it's it's getting all to that point of like as the future progresses they will just <clears throat> have direct access mm-hmm. 
to, you know, where we won't need the thing. Like we won't need a high end computer to access cancel. (laughs) My my Alexa went (laughs) off. Um, We won't need a high end computer to, uh, get to those things like you said you just need an access point well yeah, it'll like be a, a phone or a laptop like, yeah, or yeah. yeah a dump terminal and it's yeah. like i i it is interesting because you're like because then yeah then you could theoretically pick up your phone or your apple watch or whatever mm-hmm. and then have access to all this shit at the same time like i i i like having a big old pc like i like having well, it, a gaming pc at home that's and, part like, of what's interesting to me is that one of the people that's going to be considered a leader in this market, at least to begin with, is somebody who loses how much money if people stop buying their graphics cards. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my question then also becomes, well, is are they offsetting that cost because then they're using the graphics cards they're making right. to run to these engines? These yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Inventory would be a lot lower now. Yeah. Like, right. I can have... It's it, something like this will be a lot easier for me to convince my friends <clears throat> to play Overwatch with me than then saying, yeah. "Hey, just spend a thousand dollars, build a chair." Yeah. Sure, like we have a friend. Yeah, yeah, we have a friend currently who's like, "I'm thinking about getting a PC. Uh, you know, should I buy a pre-built? Should I wait for graphic card prices to go down?" If the, like again, it's like just as a a, a person who like uh, you know, I don't know. Like I'm I'm already like. Of course, I always have Netflix, but that it's almost eleven dollars a month. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like I just feel like paying things monthly, yeah, uh, is not a great. It, you should be able to own things. You know yeah, what I mean? Pay it once; it is yours. As far as um, virtual and software, those days are complete. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think I'm, I'm with yeah. you, Jesse. I yeah. would rather own games so I can yeah. play with it whenever I want and not yeah. worry about anything. And I know we talked about it in the past, mm-hmm. uh, gaming as a service. Even if we buy a game now, they're so yeah, online based true. that if the servers it, go down, you don't know. Yeah, gone. like anything so. you buy on Steam, yeah. like if Steam disappeared tomorrow, guess what? All those games are gone. Absolutely. I uh, yeah, you know, unless you get them off good old uh, GOG, download the actual, uh, you know, EXE files or whatever. Uh, you those are gone. Yeah, which and, I mean, Steam you do, but I think you still have to like. Do you have to be? You have to go in through. I think uh, there's. Yeah, it has to be connected it, to the internet. Or it, yeah, there's certain games if you yeah. can access EXE, like Fallout, I think you can access without Steam, but then right. other ones, they just cannot, you know, either because of Origin or because of Windows, yeah. whatever. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Matt, uh, Mike, you know, yeah, I, I do probably go to, like, who knows what the NVIDIA one will be. I mm-hmm. doubt it will be that high. I, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was low as, like, 20-something a month. Yeah, I, I expect. Out, I mean, right? honestly, if if it gets below twenty bucks a month, or I, I already signed up for the beta, right. I'm hoping I'll get into that. But I have if a for you to try it out, if you want, if you want like a super low end, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, honestly, I would. I would like to try it on like that little little system of yours because yeah. if it runs okay on that, I'm gonna be yeah. damn impressed because that that's a big change. Yeah, because then you're yeah. you, you gotta like. Take into account, well, what if you have, like, I have a, you know, G Sync, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 144 hertz, uh, 2560 by 144, you know, uh, monitor, mm-hmm. you know, or 1440 monitor. Like, will that translate in that stream? Like, could I run it a game at 144? That's, you know, that's like, kind of my question is like, because essentially I'm assuming it's an app you download. 
Mm-hmm. You start the app up, you log in, you pick the game you want to play, and it loads it for you. Yeah. And which is great. That's that's fantastic. I hope that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those that I am also really interested in how does this either help or affect the graphics card market as a whole. That, because, that's what I'm kind of concerned with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I because I mean I'm I'm like you just more I mean, lucrative than it is. Um, yeah. individual sales. Long term I'd say it is. And I mean honestly it's one of those that it may actually be good for the industry and it may actually help balance some things because I know there's a certain level of graphics cards that NVIDIA will have to keep on their side. Mm-hmm. But is that number more or less? And I guess it depends on the number of subscriptions because I think this is a way for NVIDIA to be able to buy in because, I mean, you'll still have to buy Overwatch. You still yeah. have to. So Blizzard doesn't lose any money because you have right. to have that account. And you have to have a World of Warcraft account and all you that You have to kind of own stuff. all these games. Yeah, yeah you, right. you can't just get away with logging in and you don't, they're all just there for you. It's, that's where it does differ from a a land party is like you have to have an account you have to own these games but they're supported mm-hmm. which is crazy that there's that many i mean if you look at that list it's insane it's fortnite but, no so fortnite is supported on there too right? yeah yeah fortnite's on there yeah i mean it's like every major game right now and i mean they right. even have stuff like seven days to die gary's mod it's like all of the most popular current games whether they're new or old right so, that's gonna uh, really uh I <laughs> I on the one hand I think that's gonna increase the gaming population or I guess PC market because mm-hmm. I think this will go fall under the PC demographic. Um Well and then the thing is is like is there somebody who develops an app for or does Xbox or Microsoft yeah. get involved? I think well, well, they have their own. their own cloud. Yeah, game. they have yeah. Sony has their like, own. They're um, not gonna touch ga- PC. Like they as far as they're concerned, they're like, Oh, we got our thing over. Yeah. yeah, PC's always been big on the third-party development, yeah. whereas Xbox and Sony, PlayStation's been the internal thing. Um, I think this is a great thing for PC gaming in general. Mm-hmm. Right. In that population, that means we're going to have more players on Overwatch, uh, more players on you know, I don't know, whatever other multiplayer gaming PC, and and it's going to. And the whole thing with loot boxes, everything like there's going to be just more players on these platforms and on these games, and yeah. as, therefore there's going to be more attention to it, more yep, ability to these games. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. a great and positive thing as long as our internet infrastructure. That's the thing. The other, the other uh, <laughs> elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm but, not. I'm not getting into that one. This yeah. one. according yeah. to the site, uh, Shadow, uh, you need at least 15 megabits per second. Mm-hmm. to run it um and i don't know if it's one of those like minimum specifications where you can just have that to run it says full feature but mm-hmm. what does that mean like is that 19 seconds? yeah like 720 it's gonna be 1920 by 1080 30 frames yeah you yeah. live with you it no console players it's hard to and watch. if you're playing it on uh samsung yeah you know a little small monitor that's more than enough you know, it's hard to know the difference. It's hard for people to watch Twitch at 1920 by 1080 mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. 60 frames. I, it, it'll be interesting to see if people can get games streaming at that rate or higher without yeah. much latency or whatever. But we'll see. I mean, PlayStation experience with on the phone though, because I'm wondering if phone's the better size. Is it's it's better on the phone. Yeah, yeah. 
But again, like I don't want to play these games. That's just me. I don't know. I maybe. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I, here's my thing. I'm concerned because I'm I'm like Jesse in the sense that I really like gaming, owning a gaming PC and building a gaming PC and that that whole process i like having a gigantic rig right next to my desk that looks like a mini fridge <laughs> it does and it's it's so it kind of scares me in that instance of like is all of that going to go away i think eventually it's inevitable as things get smaller and more streamlined yeah uh, the need for those type of machines will not exist I but think i i'm going to go to the way of like custom cars you know there will always be people that yeah people will still build them yeah Yeah. i think it's going to be like a niche market well it still is a niche market actually Mm -hmm. Um, yeah most people just buy their pcs bespoke you know like yeah like rigs you know like it's our own it's it's a sense of pride it's a source of pride and Mm -hmm. like customization so i don't think that market's going to dwindle because of this, it's just going to allow more people into the gaming market as well. Yeah, that that gaming yeah. pool will grow. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's let's round cool. out the PC. So this last one, uh, we were talking. I mean, it seems like a lot of what we're talking about is future of of the industry, but this one is one that is I find very interesting, and it's essentially how people do crypto mining for cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new company has come along. They are a blockchain company mm-hmm. and they're called uh, Aura. And they have a desktop PC app that's called Gamma Now mm-hmm. that allows you, to, while you're not using your computer, to mine for loot boxes oh, in certain no. games. Oh, no. And basically what it is is you download the app and uh-huh. turn it on when you walk away from your PC. And what it'll do is it will give basically give you currency within these games instead of giving you cryptocurrency to run the blockchain for them. Um, and what it does is like it will like it utilizes your GPU just like any kind of crypto mining does. But the three games they're they're kind of latched onto right now are Overwatch to get you loot boxes there, uh, Hearthstone to get you uh, card packs, and League of Legends, and you'll get Riot points for that. What is this a... Do, the, do these app play the game, or is it strictly like looking no. at code? No, so basically what it is, is it's very similar to the way cryptocurrency is mined, and it's oh. basically... Your the graphics cards go and do work for the blockchain. And basically what the graphics cards do are do formulas that verify information on the blockchain. And that's how, and it, basically what it is, is you're getting paid to let your computer work. Does, isn't that cheating? Why? Isn't it illegal? Why? Because you're basically... Not playing the game, which is you're not. It has nothing to do with the game, right? But you're mining loot boxes, which is tradable by current real currency, Mm -hmm. and not contributing to the overall population of the game, which is the whole point of. But you can buy loot boxes. You can buy loot boxes. What's the difference in somebody else buying them for you? Because it's not going to Blizzard. It's going to this third party company. 
That's, it could be going to Blizzard. It sounds like there's two of two of the three games. So wait, okay, games. yeah. Is it they, going to Blizzard? Wait, wait. So is it is it that this company is buying a shit ton of loot boxes? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's worked out at this point. Yeah, because then Max is right. Like, how, because, how other way would you get the loot boxes? Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like they could pay you in in currency in Overwatch. Oh, they just give you gold. Yeah, but that's somehow? like within the legal, like you know, stuff. EULA agreement of hey, this is the our ecosystem that's part of the Blizzard ecosystem. It's like uh, WoW with gold farming. You're mm-hmm. you're paying someone else to play the game for you, and you're exchanging gold. But the difference is, you're not that gold farmer is adding to the population mm. of the game, which you know, okay. in a sense, is like. Okay. You're adding to the the health healthiness of the game by adding people into it, but in this case, you're completely removing the player. So base is, it, from is the game. it is it wrong if you don't play for two months, but I buy you fifty loot boxes? It isn't because you're paying Blizzard that fifty loot boxes. But somebody's got to be paying for these loot boxes. Yeah, but if you pay me loot boxes to play, let's say let's say you pay me ten dollars and mm-hmm. I'll farm you fifty loot boxes, but that's still me playing the game. This bypasses me, bypasses the whole idea of playing the game itself, which if I'm playing the game, I add to the population of the game. But the idea is these people are still playing the game. They're, you, you just said that you, these, the program that you're running in the background does mm-hmm. not equate to them playing. Yeah. Wait, okay. So if I'm running, if I buy this service and I've, I download this program and I just let it run for like, I don't know, 48 hours, I'm on mm-hmm. vacation. And then when I come back, I have, say, 10 loot boxes. My question is, how did those loot boxes get in to my account? And yeah, how did, how did those loot boxes get in? Basically, they, they, give you, they give you a coupon code. Okay. So, which means they have to either have had a deal struck with Blizzard, uh-huh. or they are going to give you basically a redeemable coupon for a certain number of dollars that can only be used in blizzard so so it's like blizzard coins so So here's how it works so because i'm looking at the forbes article talking about so the gamma now it's an app right you download the app and Mm -hmm. then you set it up to run whenever your your computer goes idle yep Mm -hmm. you for everything for Whatever you mine for them, they give you these things called gamma points. Yep. So if, instead of coins, you get gamma points. Okay. So for 30,000 gamma points, you can exchange those for 24 Overwatch loot boxes. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, they're buying loot boxes for you. So they they have purchased through Blizzard a mm-hmm. set amount of loot box mm-hmm. code. It looks like, hey. or you tell them, "Hey, exchange," and in that instant, they charge Blizzard, and then they just send. It's a tie to your Blizzard account. You know what I mean? So, like, you're essentially buying loot boxes, but it's through them. So like, they're paying for the loot they're, boxes. Yeah. They're Blizzard's buying the loot boxes. Yes, and giving it to you for yes. for computing power. Yes. So How they're still spending this... the money for the loot boxes on yes. there. Like How, they're paying for that. What is my computer doing for them then? It's uh, Verif- like algorithms. Verifying, like, it's yeah. verifying the blockchain. It's the same thing that you whenever so, Bitcoin mining. It's, it's so similar. I'm mining for bitcoins. Essentially, no. Me for loot boxes for my processor. You're not mining for anything at all. 
you're mining for well, you're mining for gamma now points. You're not mining for no, any no, not, no, no, no. They gamma is mining for coins and stuff. They're using your machine, so it's like no, fun. they're they're. That's they're what it not. sounds like here in this article. It says they're going for whatever makes the most most profitable co- coin at the moment. Oh, okay. So they're like using Sata at home, but they're paying me through non-money, but like loot boxes or other popular game, or I guess lol and the other one. So they're they're we're exchanging my computing power for in-game currency or in-game stuff. Yes. Got it. Okay. That makes more sense. That's different. That that is different. It's for people who don't at home give a shit is, about cryptocurrency. Yeah. Like if if like people oh, aren't like for people that don't want to mine at home because they're like I could care less about Bitcoin, but they still want to utilize people's beefy GP and CPUs. So they're like, well, what do people care about? Gaming. So let's mm-hmm. let, instead of offering them bitcoins, let's offer them in-game stuff. So that's kind of what this is the proto yeah, version because of. Because they bypass like, the whole like they're hiring my computing time, right? Mm-hmm. Real money. They're just going to exchange it with loot boxes. Well, yeah. that's that's essentially how the whole cryptocurrency market works for miners. Is the miners verify the blockchain for them, mm-hmm. and after so many computations they actually get paid in the cryptocurrency of the blockchain they're verifying. Right. Got it. So in this instance, instead of getting a cryptocurrency, after you get so many of their points to redeem, uh-huh. they get you can get loot boxes, loot boxes. Okay. which you're basically loaning your computer out to them. Got it. While you're not on it. So okay. it can use the power of your GPU to do work for them. Got it. Okay, that is different. I am not farming for loot no. boxes. I am. No. Well, I mean, it's it's subtle, you, right? You yeah. are, but you're not. Yeah, it's like yeah. you yourself are not saying, "Hey, I'm paying this person to play forty hours of Overwatch and mine me forty boxes or whatever." It's like essentially you're saying, "Hey, service rendered." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, we're we're exchanging time. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's. Yeah, that is different. In- very interesting and enticing, I guess. Uh, yeah. Huh. I, yeah, and, and again, I guess it's like no harm, no foul, because like these Blizzard and, uh, you know, they're still getting paid for the loot boxes. You know what I mean? It's like it's not mm-hmm. like that they're getting loot boxes taken away from them or anything. Like they are straight up just buying those loot boxes and then exchanging them to you for your services rendered. Um, so I, I, it's a kind of, I guess it would be a gray area, you know, like, it's well, not like gold every, everything. Wow. Well, yeah, um, everything in crypto and blockchains is kind of a gray area. Yeah, right we told the government, so like, new. we're going to start taxing all that shit. And, you know, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's where it becomes hard because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that essentially when you're working on this, you are, when you download these apps, so I, I say this, don't think you can just download one of these apps and get rich doing cryptocurrency. There are, there is a reason people buy 12, 14, 20 GPUs to mine crypto. And it's because it takes a lot of processing power to make it worth Mm -hmm. your time. Uh, Because essentially you're using more wattage per hour. Every time you do it, you're, you're using your C well, your GPU way more than you normally would. 
there's a lot of issues that could come along with it. And some of these apps are known to also infest your system to just completely take over. Yeah. So do your research before you just go and download. If this is the first time you're hearing, oh, I can download an app and get cryptocurrency. Uh, you really, you can, but you can't. Yeah. Um, you have to know what you're doing. So, right. so is there one that gives me Amazon dollars? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day. I mean... I mean, you can download multiple apps to do cryptocurrency on your computer, and there are some uh, safe ones, but you're not going to get the money you would get off of something like building a a 12 GPU mining rig. I mean, it's just, there's just certain realities. So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, I thought this was interesting. It's the first time I've seen anything to do with blockchain and uh, and gaming. Yeah. And I also see this kind of leading into the previous topic, which is blockchains using, uh, well, uh, game developers and game streaming services starting to use blockchains in order to run their right. their networks. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that changes. But that's that's pretty much it for all things all PC. Right. Oh, very right, comprehensive list of things that we went over today. <laughs> yep. Let's uh, go to the corner real quick. All Jesse's right. corner. Jesse's corner. Who that? Got my corner. All right, real quick. Yep. Uh, in the time we last met, I finally finished Evil Within 2. Nice. On PC, it was great. Uh, I streamed the last bit of it because I recently, thanks to Mike's help, upgraded my home computer. Ooh. And put in a new CPU. Got the i7 7700K in there. Heck yeah. Um, a new motherboard that my, I bought off mic. Uh, new RAM. I got some Corsair Vengeance 16 gig RAM, DDR4, uh, 3200, uh, whatever. And yeah, threw that all in there. And I, now I am able to confidently stream games again, which is really mm. fun. So, Danky King Live, all one word on Twitch. Go there. Oh, uh follow it if you haven't we got one new follower when i was streaming evil within two that was Ooh. fun and bo watched the majority of the evening so thanks, thanks, bo. Bo. thanks uh, bo so yeah as for me i know mike's been streaming to it a bit but i definitely will be streaming i as we, right before we recorded i streamed three hours of subnautica on there oh um, what did you th- i don't want to get too far into it. It. if you want to watch yeah like i just got as far as um i built my seamoth uh i am i'm ready to rock i haven't gone to the aurora yet but i plan to next playthrough i got my radiation suit i'm ready to go um so so, much fun yeah i love it uh so so, relaxing also another game i'm going to be playing a lot of i think night i'll be playing uh some fortnite on there at some point i was playing fortnite earlier really yeah yeah Yeah, it was fun I, I'm getting I'm getting excited about playing more of that game, uh, I, which I will be talking about Fortnite in a second when we talk about lame guy, live game updates. But even within two, anyway. So and my overall opinions of it, I it's a really really neat experience. If you're a horror game fan, mm-hmm. I think this is definitely one to pick up when it's on sale. Um, I wouldn't say pick it up on full price unless you are a huge fan of the first game, which is weird because like it, this game is better than the first game. Mm. In my opinion, but if you if you go in blind full price to this style, it might be off putting at first. But uh, I really dug it. It took a lot of systems they introduced in the first game and made them better and less convoluted. Oh. Um, I still think the 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 game has a problem of the first half being way more 
uh, intriguing than the last half. Not saying the last half is bad, but it's definitely not as fun as the first half. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, uh, without spoiling too much, there's situations that mirror the first game's ending, which mm-hmm. is my least favorite part of the first game. Like, I stopped mm-hmm. playing Evil Within 1 for, like, two months because of situations that happened in the last, like, three hours of that game. Or maybe a couple hours, like the, the final stretch. And it was just poor, you know, level and boss design, in my opinion. And it, it was very uh, frustrating to push through it and get to the end. This game, it's not as frustrating, which I'm happy to report. It's, it, it, it is way more accessible and the weapons are way more fun to use. Uh, so overall, it is a really solid experience. If you can find it for $30 or less, I would say pick it up, especially on PC. Because they introduce it, they introduce a first person mode for the mm, game. That yeah, is, you can yeah, play I first person that. through almost all the game. There's certain sections where it kicks you out of it. I tried some of it and it was okay, but uh, I really, really uh, dug Evil Within Two. Um, so yeah, I would say pick it up if you have a chance, and uh, just uh, you know play it around Halloween time. That'd be fun. I came out er- you know early in the year, but um, try and play it around maybe October. Maybe a lot of go. fun. Uh, but yeah, so as for streaming, doing more of that, especially Fortnite uh, and Subnautica. I'll be playing Subnautica at least once a week on the weekends, I think. I'll be putting in a few hours every week. So you can follow my journey in the underwater depths every Saturday or Sunday <laughs> on Danky Gang Live. I'll, you know, follow us I'll, and you'll I'll probably get, be joining you. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, you'll get the notification. And we'll go on a journey and see if we don't die. Uh, I didn't do the hardcore <laughs> mode where you die. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I did oh, do survival. Suck. I, I died yeah. so many times in survival already. Yeah, I I have survival. I almost drowned once, but I'm okay now. Oh, I've drowned uh, so many times. <laughs> I, I, I get I, in. I get lost in those fucking caves. Yeah, I don't go. I haven't even fucked with the caves. That oh, only shit. when I had to go get parts in there. Or yeah, I had to get yeah. components. But yeah. uh, I, I did meet my first Reaper. Uh, or my oh, first those Leviathan, things are terrifying. He was huge, and it scared the shit out of me. Fucking terrifying. Right behind me. Um, but yeah, so I'll be playing more of that. But uh, yeah, that's really it. I mean, uh, I like I said, I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be putting a lot of time into Fortnite here soon because I just I was playing it the other night and I it felt good. I got some tasty snipes off. I was like, hmm, I think this game this game might have something going for it. Uh, so yes, but speaking of Fortnite, I kind of want to uh, tag team that into the live game update thing. Uh, so I guess that's it for my corner. It's pretty short, but short and sweet. George wow, Sweet. five minutes. Five and a half minutes. All right. <laughs> it's live! Live game updates. So, live game updates. Real quick, before we get to uh, Overwatch, of course, what else will we talk about? But, uh, speaking of Fortnite, massive update. Season 3 has started in Fortnite Battle Royale, and oh boy, it brought a lot of changes. Number one of which uh, is um, they introduce a whole new graphics package kind of thing or they that overhaul the graphics but they've tweaked the graphics to make them more uh you know shadows are a little bit darker it looks nicer overall i would say it runs buttery it smooth, was like, it was pretty impressive huh? yeah. yeah i was surprised they also introduced uh some a new weapon a deagle a hand cannon has been added 
it fires fucking sniper rounds. <laughs> so you can hit people at a distance with sniper range, yet at close range, it's like a pump shotgun. So, like, have fun. But if you can get headshots, it's hard to get. I tried using it, and goddamn, it's hard to get hits on that thing. But if you can get it, I got, like, a 80 body hit on that thing, like, for any damage. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun gun. Um, a, a problem that has been prevalent in the game for a while is people call it the double pump meta. Mm-hmm. It's basically the pump shotgun. And what people would do is they'd get, grab two of those things, and they're super powerful at close range. And they would shoot one, switch to the next one in their inventory, shoot again real quick, and then, you know, you can get really quick kills that way without having to reload or pump, you know? I've seen people do that shit. It's crazy. So what they did was they added in a delay where you fire the first pump. If you go to another pump shotgun, it has to do a pump animation before it can fire. More so oh, than that, good. right? More so than that, if you have a pump shotgun, you fire, you switch to another weapon and come back, it still has to do the pump animation before you can fire again. So gone is the day of double pump, but guess what? People are now running double deagle <laughs> and you're able to fire it like a goddamn machine gun if you can switch between the two <laughs> fast enough. So that's a new thing they're going to have to work on, but at least the double pump meta is kind of dead. Um they they just they did little things they they apparently grenades had the ability to crit damage before so they removed that i didn't even know that was a thing uh, oh but another fun thing because we were talking about this recently they added 60 frames per second to for xbox one ps4 pro and xbox one x oh good but now them. it will default to 60 frames a second but you can always switch it back to if you want the you know higher end visuals quote yeah. unquote i don't know yeah. what the fuck that means um fortnite yeah yeah so they oh and they also another big thing they added was a thing called turbo building uh-huh. so now uh what you can do is you, you know how before you had to click to build yeah to place your objects down you can hold it and it will auto build and it will just so if you have a ramp you, you just hold that down and it'll as long as there's available space it will build in front of you wherever you're pointing uh it's really nice for people that aren't uh, as used to building, and if you get into a tight spot, I got into a really sweet build fight yesterday, mm. and because of that, I was able to survive and win a little bit. <laughs> or I was able to survive a little bit longer than I should have and win the fight because I was, could auto build over the person. Yeah. Um, they also added a thing called streamer mode, where it now removes the names of people that aren't in your squad. So I guess what was happening is on streaming, uh, people would uh, stream snipe a lot, right? And then they would take the glory, you know, with their name being on their stream. So mm. uh, they've removed that now. So now if, oh. if the streamer chooses, you can turn streamer mode on and everybody's anonymous if they're not oh. in your squad. So people can't feel good about killing a streamer and then being like, hey, ha ha, I killed you. Hmm. Um, but most okay. so far streamers I've seen don't uh, use that. Oh, okay. um, and now they've also added a new battle pack, a bunch of new... Uh, skins and pickaxes and stuff. They made your character more customizable where you can wear any back accessory with any skin. So like any backpack or the angel wings from the Valentine's Day event, you could just mix and match. They also introduced um, trail effects when you fall. You can change that to be like fire or glitter or rainbows or whatever. Uh, And uh, they did their first kind of uh, promotional skin, I guess, for if you get the battle pass, mm-hmm. you level it up all the way to 100 to be John Wick. 
Um, that is the John Wick skin. So it's Epic's first for away for Ray. Oh my God. For whatever. Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. It's our oh. first, they're dipping their toe into like the satire market and like pop culture skins. And I, I hope they indulge that. Cause I hope know, the robot Dr. Disrespect isn't like <laughs> alluding to popular Twitch culture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk. We don't talk about disrespect. He to me anymore. Mm. Um, or separating he the artist from the person is yeah been a struggle, but you know, I he's just for me personally, he's just not watching him. I I didn't. I never did even before. Uh, really good showsman. He's a yeah. I I I found <laughs> other I found other streamers that I watch more than him. Especially I, don't watch uh, him. I just know of him and I right. Watch a few couple things of him like okay <laughs> i get he it explain to me all the like the 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 little things that he does and i'm like oh dang because mm. he's been streaming a while he's one of yeah. the old school streamers i uh yeah uh, i i don't mind showing this guy out if you really want to see someone just fucking destroy a fortnite someone amazingly good check out uh, dr lupo on twitch uh he's incredible there's so like, many doctors that play Fortnite. Yeah, it's all two um, of them. Well, uh, unless you want to, you could subscribe. I mean, you could watch the guy who has the most subscribers on Twitch ever uh, right now, and that's Ninja on Twitch. Um, he outpaced Doctor Doctor Ninja. By, he, he, Dr. Ninja. He outpaced him by a very large margin. Uh, I think what is it, fifty thousand subscribers, um, active subscribers. So yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. So he's also, I mean, he's an excellent Fortnite player. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I think season three is just a wonderful success all around. I really love playing it. The game feels good. Uh, it's encouraging me to want to put more time into it just because it, it plays so well now. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see what Blizzard, uh, or <laughs> Blizzard, what for what Epic does with Fortnite over the course of the year. Yeah. So I think it's going to be pretty big. And then I know, uh, save the world. This, the PVE is going to be coming free to play soon. So yeah, which I saw out. I know I knew that information yeah. and it kind of pissed me off that they are now selling the game for 50%, oh, 50% off. off. Yeah. And I'm like, you yeah. dicks. like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like this well, is they, straight up a cash grab. Well, the way they they sell it is like, oh, you get to help develop the game or like you help play test the game before we make it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you pay for early access, essentially. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's been out as a full game. Yep. I mean, that was the original yep. game, and now they're mm-hmm. trying to make people forget that. Don't that was play that game. shit with me. <laughs> oh, this is gonna happen though. Yeah. Before so I'm that's playing Fortnite. So like, might yeah. as well get the other side of the game. So that's the big Fortnite update. I, you know, it's free. You fucks might as well download it. Yeah, it's it. free. <laughs> Unlike this other game we're about to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So um, there's some rumors abound about the next hero in Overwatch. Hero 27. Hero 27. Ooh. Um, what was the big dealio that came out a few days ago? There was so a- there was a Twitter. Uh, there was a Twitter post on the Overwatch page uh, that was essentially talking about. Uh, wasn't it? Who was it from? It was like from Torb's wife. I believe, and it was talking about how Reinhardt and this other character, uh, what was his name? I don't know how to pronounce it. Wait, they have their own Twitter accounts? 
Well, Overwatch does. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's the not Overwatch like punch characters. No, no. It's, yeah. no. And it's like, I believe the character's name is Emery. Oh, okay. Oh, Emery. Yeah, I think that's how it's spelled. I could be completely wrong. But anyway, they yeah. they're people are speculating that it's it's a, a report called Operation ZX twenty four AL White Dome, and it's uh oh it's from Anna, and she's talking to someone uh, talking about Turkey and how it included Reinhardt, Torb, and Private First Class Emery Serioglu, mm-hmm. and. That character's name has floated around in the past, and there's some speculation that in the uh, in one of the previous uh, things we saw a picture of like Reinhardt, Torb, uh, Anna, Soldier, and there was somebody in the bottom left corner right. that looked like he could have been uh, somebody from Turkey, just based on some of like the clothing and things like that. So people are speculating that that's him and that he was like part of that whole group. Um, I'm thinking if they do release him, it'll probably be at the next. Uh, what's the event that? Happened? Well, upright. So yeah, Uprising, people are theorizing yeah. that this will be what is upright. Mm-hmm. So like this this event that she wrote about will be the characters you play in Uprising and the event in Uprising. So like a Torb skin before he loses his eye. Um, because this is probably the event where he did lose his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. that. That's what people are theorizing. I don't know if that's true. Because it's an Omnic thing. And people are like, yeah. well, Uprising had to deal with the before, so this is another Omnic thing. It'll be a map in Turkey. Uh, and then the fourth character that you play in that event is the new character. Yeah. Um, but then there's another subset of people that believe it's Torb's daughter. Apparently. Which we also saw in the uh, Omnic Reinhardt. Uprising in the Reinhardt short. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, I, I saw that you guys were speculating a little bit on the uh, Discord yeah. earlier of what it could be and how Torb's daughter could play a role. And it seemed like she was more of a support character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be interested to see that because that's... Like I'd rather see a defensive character, but I'm I feel like they've added a few support characters recently. Um I mean Moira was obviously the last one. I would rather see another defensive character come into play, but I think I'm one of the few. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would like a defensive character. I think I think there's like a, a th- because Jeff Kaplan's been quoted as saying like this hero is supposed to be meta changing. Yeah, we'll see about mm-hmm. that. Right, yeah. we'll see about that for sure. But to me, that means you know, is it a healer? Probably not. No. If it's going to be there's meta changing, one. it's going to be something that affects all the characters or nearly all the characters. Mm-hmm. To me, that means either it's a character that affects cooldown. Or yeah. it's a character that affects, you know... Well, I mean, we already have characters that affect damage and healing. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of both. So, to me, it's like, what is there left? Well, maybe right. like either, you know... Unless it's something completely different where they have, like, a character that overlooks the entire battlefield, kind of like uh, Battlefield 3 does, uh, where you have that commander mode, right? You get this, like, assigned certain drop mm-hmm. uh, drops and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to go that way at all, but it kind of leaves certain things like, I don't think it's going to be a DPS character. I think James was um, speculating was, and 
I, I well, rather, he was hoping that it wasn't going to be a DPS character. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go that way because that'll be too simple. It has to be something that affects a lot of the characters in certain ways that hasn't been affected before. So I'm thinking either like temporary, like your alt means you have unlimited cooldowns, kind of like mayhem, you know, total mayhem mode for right. like five seconds or something, which would be insane, you know. Um, that still takes uh, timing that still requires, you know, cooperation. And ideally, the more people you can get in your group to be have unlimited cooldown, the better. So, so it's like a mixture between Ana's nano boost and Arissa's, you know, alt. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a, an area of effect kind of like Zenyatta. If you're in a circle mm-hmm. and you're within that circle, you have like temporary, you know, unlimited uh um cooldown or you charge your alt really quickly right that mm. um, yeah i don't know slows down a pocket like can you imagine like there's a time slowdown a time bubble so like yeah. you see bastion bullets <laughs> but if you're in that circle those bastion bullets go really slowly but you're able to like move around normally so you can like dodge those bullets easily like that would be insane yeah but yeah. Just well, like there's there's another there's I, I just like kind of as I was searching how to pronounce that other guy's name, mm-hmm. another thing came up that there's also some speculation around that it could be Hammond. Oh. As that, yeah. Well, yeah, which that. if you're not aware of who Hammond is, that basically Doomfist has been Doomfist is the fist. It's not really what the character's name is. And there was originally, I think, an earlier Doomfist. Uh, that mm. well, somebody who had the fist before named Hammond. So there could be that potential as well. So that's again, be cool rumors, speculation. But there's, if you look it up, there's a whole chain that's like it's it's one of those teasers that they did of like it's an email thing. And it starts off with Zhang emailing everyone, and then another email from Nevsky to Winston, and then from Winston to Yoshida. Uh, so it, it just basically kind of leads into making you think that it could be potentially Hammond. Well, it's interesting because it's like some people were saying it could be Hammond, or it could be the doctor that worked with Winston mm-hmm. on the space station. Some people still have hold out for that fucking jetpack cat. So people holding out hope <laughs> for that cat. Yeah, people really want yeah. that cat in the game. Um, so I don't know. It could be anybody. My my assumption is it's probably going to be a tied into the uprising event, the mm-hmm. next one. And I wouldn't be shocked if the new hero is the fourth playable character. Yeah, in the uprising event, and it won't be. I don't think, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if it'll be as meta changing as uh, Kaplan claims, unless it's something like Max said, where it's like something crazy where it affects the gameplay, at, you know, in a wide area. Right. I almost feel like they, they may want like, to do that. Eventually they're going to have to, because it's just like, you can only do so much in yeah. the game rules, you know? So you're going to have to break them a little bit. And then if yeah. they break up too much, you'll just scale it back, you know? Yeah, I mean, Sombra takes away your ability, you know, but, like completely negates that whole thing. So why not a character that enhances it? Bo- yeah, just let it go crazy. Yeah. Like for a certain amount of time, you yeah, you're in total mayhem. 
imagine like if you had all your tanks just in that area or the two tanks or whatever meta you're running and your Rhine and your fucking uh, Roadhog are like buffed to shit (laughs) and just going crazy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sleep tarts for days. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But sleep. All right. Let's uh, let's head over to Max's spot and wrap this whole thing up. Well, Max is drunk again. Well, I got things to say. So, uh, tonight I want to, because I was kind of thinking about subjects and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. I've pretty much renowned, uh, I've pretty much um, stopped playing any other game <laughs> in my life, except for maybe Fallout 4, but we talked about that last time. Um, but as I was searching for it, I was like, wow, how do I come up with a subject of Overwatch without over... Uh, stay, stating it. Um, but I did watch a video recently, and it kind of brought up a really good question. Do you guys enjoy watching Overwatch, professional Overwatch League, than playing the game itself? And it's, I feel like this is a really interesting question because the game right now is plagued with, uh, especially last season, plagued with griefers and SR rating uh, woes and, you know, just people that aren't communicating together, aren't working together. They're trying to get get out of their own ranks. So they're kind of like just playing DPS characters. As a result, they're just, you know, like team composition and teamwork is few and far between. Yeah. Compare that to the amazingly uh, synchronized, professional players of Overwatch League where they just train together and obviously communication is a must and you know they have designated tank roles, uh, DPS roles and um, healer roles so everything is in perfect synchronicity clashed against another team that just does nothing but this game. So you're looking at the best of the best mm-hmm. and with the drama of esports right now with Overwatch where there are certain teams that we originally thought were going to be unstoppable. Soul, Soul Dynasty is just going to sweep all the North American teams, but turns out there's like an upset, like one of the, the least likely uh, played team, like the, the, the worst teams ended up beating the best teams. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? You know, so there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of excitement there. Uh, presentation is very <coughs> slick. There's a lot of analysis yeah. going on. Their app is very streamlined. It's very easy to access. So... Comparing those two experiences, even though they're the same game, would you guys be more willing to watch the game more often than actually play it? Because the enjoyment seems to be very opposite of each other. I I think it comes... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it comes from two different places for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think it's two separate things from my perspective. Um, I, I really enjoy watching the game, mm-hmm. but I feel like if I didn't play it, I wouldn't want to watch it as much mm. because it's one of those, while it's enjoyable, part of the reason I watch the game is to hopefully learn something, learn strategies, learn and understand why people make decisions that they pl- uh, make character placement, um, a lot of things like that. Uh, just watching the Overwatch League for the day that we did, which we only saw six teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, kind of looking at all of that, I look at it and say, well, I, I don't know, while I enjoy watching is for a different reason than I enjoy playing. 
So uh, to me, I don't know personally that I can technically separate the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that as esports grows, there will probably be games that I start watching that I don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's to me, it's kind of like football. I have no interest in getting out and getting hit by people and <laughs> running around for hours on end. But I have a high level of interest in watching other people do it. Um, I, I think that right now, though, the intersection is if you like a game, you watch a game. Yeah. There's not really much separation. If you play and like a game, then you'll have a higher level of interest in watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're watching for different reasons. Like, I'm, I watch a Twitch recently. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gotten really into watching Twitch streams. Because it's something simple to like put on the background while you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's different with Overwatch League because it is more of a it's like a, a sports event, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a big deal. Like you said, slick presentation, da da da. Just for Overwatch in particular, like I, I enjoy, I like, I personally don't watch the games alone. Like I mm-hmm. don't really have much interest watching the games unless. It's like a final or the playoffs or whatever, um, because it's I don't know. It's just it, watching someone play Overwatch for me right now, mm-hmm. even though it's incredibly uh, impressive and they're doing things that I could never do. I just am not as into it. It was different. Now it's different if I watch it with a group of people. Like yeah. if we all sat down and watched it, I think that would be fun and be like, hey, you know, just fun. Or when we went to go see it live, that's different. That's like an event, you know. Yeah. We went to an arena. It was cool. But just sitting and watching it um, in my home, I, I like for me personally, I'm not that interested uh, compared to playing it. Like if I had to choose, I'd rather just play the game mm-hmm. and just watch people for a long periods of time play it. Mm. Um, but you know, I I think I. I'm getting to the point with Overwatch. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, I, we've all been playing Overwatch recently, uh, personally, because we've been trying to get this uh, competitive team together you mm-hmm. know, on our end. And uh, I got to say, like, I, like even right now, it is nice that it, you can use it as Overwatch. It can be seen as kind of a mental break almost from your own personal grinding. Mm. Your own personal like struggle, like like sometimes I struggle with how I play. But if I watch Overwatch League every once in a while or see a clip from it, I'm like, oh damn! Like you know, at least for me, it takes it makes me be like, oh, I'm I'm like I'm not as good as these people, but at least I'm still improving. You know, yeah. And it gives me like a hopeful like, oh maybe yeah. like, I can get or I can learn something. Like Mike said, like it's good to watch to learn something. Mm-hmm. Like if you're super into Overwatch, I think watching Overwatch League is helpful because you get to see the best of the best play, um, yeah. and that yeah. and that is a reason. But again, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and my mental headspace with Overwatch right now. Like I just am as interested in watching Overwatch League right now. Like I, I'll just play the game. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to when I ever like we'll say like go to a classical concert and watch a pianist play, you know, music. And it just for some reason the ease that they have or the perceptive ease, right? Because they're really right, yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, you know what? I can kind of do that. 
Yeah, like if they got there. Yeah, because like, you know, like the, one of the things that you notice that I notice on Overwatch is like, first of all, what they play and what we play is the same game, and, mm-hmm. and chances are our rig, given the amount of resources we put into, is probably the same. We have a hundred forty-four monitor. Yours is G-Sync, and we have the rig to power it. So frame rates and performance is going to be very, very similar. Um, the o- the only thing standing in our way is hours of practice or even like game sense, and that's all something that we're learning anyways. When you watch someone play, you're like, oh, they're always going this angle, and they're always shooting this angle, and they're always pause right before here, and they're always doing using this ability while they wait for this other ability to charge. Maybe I should do that too, and as you you know, it just becomes more attainable. It's so mm-hmm. weird because with like football or basketball, like shooting hoops, yeah. Uh, if I shot hoops for like hours and hours, I maybe no, no, probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't be able right. to. Do no, it. definitely. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, the difference is though is that I think if you if you think about it from the perspective of that, what those guys did is they played sports their entire lives. Yeah. We've played games our entire lives. While we haven't played the same game our entire lives, we're now in an era where we're going to grow up and see people who do. Yeah. Like, Overwatch is a game I could potentially see lasting like 10 years very easily. And if you think about that, that's time from a seven year old to become a 17 year old and become a professional esports player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. When you see that, and then that person then grows up playing esports and is 27, there's no way we'll ever touch that person, no matter how much time we put into it. But I don't think we're in that generation yet. Overwatch is too new of a game. Esports is too new of a thing. So I think it is definitely more obtainable at this point. I think looking to the future of it, though, I, I think that's where people who aren't who don't do the same thing, who don't dedicate the time to one game, won't be able to to catch up to someone who does. I, I, I think we'll see less and less cross-platform uh, or cross-gaming gamers. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see people who are stars at Overwatch, people who are stars at League of Legends, people who are stars at Dota 2. Um, it's kind of like the whole Pine situation now. Um, that you'll see these people, but l- much later down the road, I think like another five to seven years, if esports catches on, like we we assume that it will, I think you'll see a different caliber of player. Yeah, yeah, and also it kind of boils down to the game mechanics as well, because mm-hmm. at the very least, like the the physicality of oh, uh, any of these video games is you know twitch reflexes, uh, information processing, and also um, well, what is it? Stamina, mm-hmm. right? Because right now I struggle between I struggle with my McCree accuracy over time. Because over time, I just like I I would go from waking up in the morning when James texts me, he's like games question mark. Like all right, let me wake up, play games, you know, for like the first hour, and I'm just terrible because I'm just waking up. Game sense is off the charts, mm-hmm. as in none. This is not even on the chart off of it <laughs> and I'm like just running <laughs> in I wake up I get used to it my game sense comes back I'm do well 
And then after a while, I do awesome because I'm warmed up. And then a fatigue sets in, and then I'm just off the chart again. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just tired. Yeah. Um, but that that with anything else, you know, comes with training, uh, frequency, and mm-hmm. will to persevere. Which right now, with my game of twenty four percent accuracy yeah. on McCree, it's pretty hard to find the will right now. Um, but you know, that that kind of comes with dips and because uh, right now I'm also practicing piano. Which is mm. that is maybe surprising to other people, but I actually bought a piano virtuoso exercise book that's specifically for finger exercises. It is very comprehensive, and I'm playing it, and a lot of it comes naturally to me because I'm like, oh, I'm so naturally talented. I'm a piano prodigy, but there are certain exercises that my body's not used to, and I'm like. Oh my God, how am I able to play piano at all? I'm terrible. I should stop playing. <laughs> you know, it's just like that muscle memory thing. And I have to condition myself, much like a, you know, an athlete. You have to go through conditioning and you have to make sure of body and mind that there are these conditions that happen and you might excel at certain areas, certain times of the day, maybe after you ate or maybe right before you drink or maybe after you drink. But the biggest struggle is consistency and the future overwatch or esports players that you're talking about will have that consistency because that is what they're conditioned to do they were born to do that mm-hmm. we however have jobs you know i don't know future kids or whatever um lack that consistency because we're doing so many other things and part of me doesn't want to admit that um, cause I'm like, I, I, I know I can get better. I know mm. I'm going to try to get that consistency despite having to work a different job, having a, a girlfriend and a dog who constantly wants to go outside for whatever stupid reason, you know, interrupting my gaming. Um, I have to, you know, set aside some time and we do every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, there are things that I still think we can do and not dismiss as, oh, uh, well, we can never be as good. I think if, if, if the article that you showed me about those 65-year-old people, yeah. seniors, who play Counter-Strike and beat a couple of teams that are actually professional Counter-Strike players gives me a lot of hope. And I think, and they were trained, they trained for three months, three months straight, sure, but they had no background. Mm-hmm. gaming whatsoever and they're 65 years old right so their <laughs> reflex is completely out but they had a lot of good strategy in mind they had a lot of experience and they had a lot of like uh i guess they had a lot of really good like practice uh discipline or something i mean they're old what are they gonna do they're retired well that's the thing is is they they go back to the point though that the time and energy they can put into games is that of a child on summer break? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but it's permanent. So, I mean, you think about those three months. If you got a new game when you left school for the summer, yeah. If you got a game the week you finished school, how good at that game were you by the time you ended summer? I mean, almost yeah. every time I'd get a Mortal Kombat game or something over the summer or, or any game, honestly. And by the end of the summer, you'd beaten it. And you'd become a much better player at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is when you have less less 
time, it, it makes it harder to do that. That's where a lot of these players, they were teens who got lucky or like the Swedish kid that's on uh, the Houston Outlaws. He, his dad realized that's where his passion was and supported him to actually drop out of school. Yeah. To go play esports, well, to right. go be part of an esports team, and he got drafted to be part of Houston Outlaws now, uh, which is awesome because that means he's fulfilling his dream. And actually, the Outlaws are doing really good, so it's awesome to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. But there's not many of us who actually have that situation, so I think it's one of those things where it actually gives me the drive to try harder yeah. in the time that I have yeah. to get better at the game. Efficiency becomes more of a priority than, you know, just dumping hours into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it becomes the, the whole mantra of work smarter, not harder. Yeah. That's, is, is we that's have key. to look at the game from a different perspective and find, find out what works as a team. So, yeah. I mean, again, it, it got kind of wrapping it back around to the, the original point. If anyone got lost, because I may have a couple times. Yeah, yeah, um, I kind of zoned out there for a second. But uh, I mean, is it more enjoyable watching versus playing? Which is the the original question. And I, I, for me, I don't think so because it's two different parts that are are intriguing in different ways. The game is intriguing because I want to get better. I want to become a better player. I want to move forward in in getting better at it, but then watching it is to learn and also it is a part of enjoyment of the excitement of seeing other teams that are really good and you know they're really good play each other right all right well i think that 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 about sums it up cool uh yeah that's it that's it for this week that's a thing. We uh, did yeah, a thing. That's, that's we're back. Now, it's, it's such an interesting subject, though. But yeah, unfortunately, we're a little short on time. Yeah, it's uh, so. I think we went an hour over than what we projected. Yep. Yeah, and that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a thing. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, like we mentioned, check out the Twitch channel, Dinky King Live on Word. Uh, we have a Facebook page. If you're interested, come say hi. Uh, yeah, Dinky come King, say hi. Dinky podcast, other stuff. I don't know. You you find it. Just uh, uh, the other day, I looked up Danky King podcast or Danky King. Yeah, Danky yeah. King and Video Game Podcast, and all results on that Google page were all of our shit. Oh, really? Uh, our Instagram, our oh, Facebook, wow. the the live stream. It's all there. So just look up Danky King. Oh, that's Video Game Podcast on Google, and you'll you'll find everything. We must be really um, popular. Super popular, or we're the only ones <laughs> in existence that have this name, and we've quartered the branding. Uh, but yeah, so check us out, and we'll be back uh, next week uh, with or without Matt. Probably with Mac. I think we'll be able to figure that out. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, bye. 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 bye.